I was literally like going up to Rob and like doing like the Zoidberg thing, like, ooh, like fucking, like, like, like hit me. <laughs> yeah. Like not even hitting him, just like being creepy in front of him. And then he kept hitting me with his daggers. I'm like, fuck. Kill me, I'm right here. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I, uh, yeah. All right. You're one ugly son of a bitch. <laughs> Welcome to Three Two One Leon Podcast, Next Level Nerds Live Action Roleplay Podcast. Please visit when you have some time nextlevelnerd.com. You can see all of our awesome podcasts there. You can connect with us on social media. We post a lot of sweet memes and interesting articles. Uh, subscribe to the shows you like. You'll get them as soon as they post. That helps us uh, grow. You know our project here. Give us reviews and likes, and definitely tell your friends about it if you like it. That's the best thing you can do for us, I think. Joining me today, we have a couple of our usuals. Evan Ruby. What's up? Yosef Giafni. What, what is that, bro? <laughs> he introduced himself weirdly the other day on a podcast. So. It, well, I did. <laughs> yeah. I always do. Got it on record. <laughs> <laughs> And joining us is an old friend and been on a few shows already. Josh, how you doing, buddy? Sup, my dudes? <laughs> the myth, the legend. Thanks for joining us. We uh, So we tend to talk about our uh, most recent events after we do them, because there's always a lot to talk about. Last time we did it, Josh mentioned that he really enjoyed it and would like to join us. And it definitely seemed appropriate as uh, this past weekend was the season finale. Last event of the year for Frontier Dawn out in uh, southeastern Pennsylvania. Moment of silence. (laughs) I know. Moment of silence for all the dead players. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Yeah, it was was a big one. It Um, was definitely an action-packed event. There was so much that went into it, um, leading up to it. And I think we all put 110%. Joe really was the MVP. I mean, I think, I think, I think, I mean, he had his hand. I mean, everyone had their hand in crafting a lot of stuff. But I think, as the most, I think Joe and Felicia crafted a great mm-hmm. deal of what you guys saw. And they did a phenomenal job. I mean, that, that Drake was just out of control. Um, and, and, like, I, I, and, I mean, the, the Celebrinari was just insane looking. I mean, everything you guys touched was just, was just crazy. I mean, that, the, the, um, I don't even know what what really her official name was, but the um, I guess the piece of the grave mind that what whatever he oh, yeah. played that was mm-hmm. even that was just crazy and and just so cool. I mean, it, you you got the really the things you guys do with like the monster stuff is I think just gives us that 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 edge. I, I'd like to say, Thanks, like Definitely. you got you're serious. You guys make stuff that you know in the years of LARPing that I've done that I personally just haven't seen. You know, yeah. usually it's just a, 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 a more expensive mask, you know, <laughs> it's yeah. like, it's like the main, my boss is another mask. It's another expensive mask, but you know, Joe and Felicia usually just go this just extra like artisan and, and there's, there's always interesting, neat things to look at that I feel bad sometimes as the players don't get to see. Like, I mean, if you just look at the Salah Bernari skull, there's just all these intricacies with like, mm-hmm. with like the, you know, glow in the dark crying, like oh, undead yeah. ears. You know, that's so cool. Or like, you know, like the little like faces etched in the side of it. It's just yeah. So- yeah. And on the chest. Yeah. I was checking it out 
um, after that was like the nice part about the end of that mod was we could like look at the pieces when it was not trying to murder us, uh, <laughs> and you noticed all those details that were really cool. Yeah, um, and that's something that must I have been think nice. that <laughs> 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 I didn't get another luxury. No, stop getting stomped. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, um, but yeah, that's uh, definitely one of one of if not the best things Frontier Dawn's staff's got going for him is just uh, call it luck or whatever. Um, a crazy amount of talented people who can pull off those things, creativity, um, artistically wise, uh, and writing wise and acting wise and things like that, that really have set it apart, at least in my experience. So thanks man. That's why we make the drive. (laughs) (laughs) It means a lot. Um, yeah, I feel, sometimes I feel bad because like, you know, people ask me, like, I always think very technical about the certain mods and stuff we write. Because coming from a theater background, like, to me, it's all about the backstage. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. obviously, I want to think about the plots and how they work, you know. But to me, like, as long as we keep you guys engaged and, like, you know, you guys have that immersion to really go into it. I mean, you know, it'll go off without a hitch. I mean, we provide yeah. you with those tools and you get your your mind and your imagination is going to do the rest. But for me, it's always like, you know, is this is this going to work? Are we going to give you an experience you guys are going to remember? Because to me, the business of LARP is all about memories. You know, it's it, when when 20 years from now, when you guys are, you know, retelling these, child, you know, these, these tales to your children or even just to each other, you're going to, how are you going to remember it? And I really, I, you know, I'm always thinking about, you know, those, those basically pictures we're going to burn into your, into the back of your head, hopefully. Right. Um, and on Facebook. And on Facebook. <laughs> but you always remember <laughs> it differently. That later you know? generations. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And I was saying to Joe, he was sending me some photos someone took and I was like, I don't know if I said this, but I was thinking I like, those are decent photos, but that, that doesn't do it justice. Like <laughs> seeing that thing come in and run around and just scream and roar. I think yeah. I brought it up yesterday. Um, everybody was, you were like, I think Ashton was like, oh man, we fought it inside. So we actually got to see everything that you did. And I was like, you know, as Josh brought up, a majority of that costume glowed in the dark. So yeah. It's like, no one ever got uh-huh. to see that because it was inside. <laughs> yeah. Right. Cause we're usually outside in the field. Um, but yeah, Josh is actually, been a huge encouragement to me from an artistic standpoint as far as the theatrical aspects that he like really brings to mods especially we talk later about well, I just saw like a picture as I was scro- talking about scrolling through the pictures somebody a bunch of people commented like one of their favorite mods which was like a lot of atmosphere but mm-hmm. all those intricate details that I put into the monsters all the work that Josh does to to create atmosphere with lights and sound effects really kind of pushed me and inspired me to like do more intricate details on stuff. And I know, you know, for Felicia as well, like we like to, we kind of encourage each other all around too to like do better and better and better stuff. So thank you, Josh. <laughs> You're welcome. I remember our very first event that really standing out to me, the uh, little extra effects. And they weren't even so much like, uh, like they didn't steal the show, you know, which is like usually the, the sign of a really good effect. Like uh, yeah. it adds to it, but it's not like so distracting or it's it just um, it, the synergy of it or whatever. But uh, the sound effects and the fog machines and the lights and the music and stuff that happened at our first event, um, we were like in this 
you know, Celtic place and it's like these big undead armies and stuff we were fighting. And, uh, and like you're saying, Josh, that stuck with me, like hearing those sounds. And I think you played like a bagpipe thing, if I'm not mistaken. There was mm-hmm. like a, yeah. you know, Braveheart sounding kind of thing, <laughs> uh, which fit perfectly. And then someone, and it started, and somebody in the player like runs out and is like, Verdrea! <laughs> and then <they> start raiding. <laughs> I don't know how you pulled that off. But... <laughs> so yeah, those, those things are just awesome. I think working with the weather is one of the, especially this, this year, was probably one of our biggest hurdles. It seemed oh, yeah. to rain every single event. Um, and I'm pretty sure it did. I think the only event it didn't rain was March when it snowed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I made and, that call out to someone that was pretty sure it has rained every event, at least a little bit. Yeah. And it's been a little rough on Danny and I because we have to go back to the storage unit and wash every single piece yeah, of yeah. clothing and all the tabbers in the end and stuff and then get it back to... Um, you know, get get back to the storage unit pretty much after every event. But uh, it's been worth it. Yeah, you know? <laughs> like it's been, it was a, it was a hell of a year. But yeah, I'm I'm sure you guys want to talk about the event more itself. I don't want to dig- sure, yeah. digress more. <laughs> I just talk about <laughs> just so good. tangents if you guys let me. I think it's good for players to hear how much goes into it and yeah. dedication it takes because I would say that every staff member at some point or another. And Danny and Josh, especially, and Pete lives with you guys, and I'm sure he, like he's helped a lot recently with logistics and and Valerie as well. We're all like unsung heroes <laughs> in our own way, like for different oh, things. Totally. You know, all the logistics works that you know you and you and Danny do, and and Pete does, and all the lore that like Pete's written like this year, and that mm-hmm. we've you know is like I think there's more than a few events where I guess like Pete and I have kind of like written a lot of stuff, but everybody lights their own lore, all the work that Tiff does, working out the crazy hex <laughs> system. <laughs> oh, sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah. and all that stuff, you know, that goes into it. And um, I think it's cool for players to hear that because, you know, we care about the players, we care about the game, and on a really deep level, I want everybody to have, like, a really great time, so. so yeah. yeah. And hopefully other LARPs that maybe listen to this podcast get inspiration other ideas or whatever you know mm-hmm. but we know most of our listener base is probably our game <laughs> <laughs> i just find me uh yeah and i think that's something i sometimes think about like like a question i almost want to ask anytime we have a staff member um is like you know tell us tell me what i don't know like <laughs> like i i'm even aware of a lot that kind of goes on or yeah or whatever but i know there's even more like oh yeah you know, because we've had discussions about like different things that needed tweaked or whatever, or people bring up things, and it's kind of like, well, we went this way because of a reason, and so I just imagine there being a lot of like time <laughs> making those decisions. <laughs> yeah. You know, everything's pretty deliberate. Like nothing was kind of like, eh, or oh, we didn't figure that out. Let's do this. You know, uh, so I, I guess I just I figured that or try to be aware of that. Like, there's even more going on. Like I might have an observation possibly a complaint rarely but uh <laughs> knowing that there's so many moving pieces and layers and things going on yeah there, there definitely is i mean everything from you know we had a huge mouse infestation this year oh, right it's yeah which packets. yeah which was kind of i mean every larp faces it though so like it's kind of like one of those things when you when you sign up to run a larp you know it's probably going to happen eventually like you know there are certain things and anyone listening to this if you're thinking about starting a larp 
it's going to happen <laughs> like <laughs> unless you had you know un- unless you have uh, it really locked down somewhere wherever you're storing it it's uh, it's like you you're dealing with bird seed um <laughs> you're asking yeah you're asking for it you're calling them <laughs> you're calling them there um so there's there's always that i think the the things you sign up for of course you know um you're, oh, there's always going to be drama cuz whenever you have a small knit community it's just going to happen you're gonna to have to navigate some some player drama and some interpersonal stuff, and it's up to you how to handle how you want to handle that sure. gracefully and with as much integrity as possible. Thank you, um, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> um, no, I I think <laughs> I think my just my advice for people is just don't. I mean, I mean, obviously, listen to people, uh, be kind of a guiding ear to them, but don't really get involved with the with the inner workings of any of that because once you start to take sides, it's when things get weird, and that's when yeah. people start to feel you know, broken up from the community. Um, but, but moving forward from that, so yeah, mouse drama and probably, um, always be prepared to, you know, do no prop is going to last. Mm. No, like don't, don't get like, don't get, if you bring something to LARP, think about it breaking, uh, (laughs) because it will, it can and will break. And sometimes when you don't want it to, um, like, like my, my wife got me this moon, that I think Evan got to experience on the uh, on the mod with the with the dragonettes yeah. and uh, and it's that this light moon and I brought it and I was like this could break I don't really want it to break but it could and it broke mm. right before the mod started uh. so I had to like set it up and prop it because it was hanging Joe took all this great time hanging it and then it fell and shattered but I was able to kind of piece it and give it this, like last hurrah. Before the mod ended, and then throwing it in the trash can. Unfortunately, I didn't hang it. I won't take responsibility for that. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hang it. I don't know who did, but I know I did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's one of those things you just kind of like. All right, this happened. This is cool. We're moving forward. Because uh, if you get stuck up on those little things, you know, it could really hold things back. And of yeah. course, people can hear me. My voice is a little hoarse. Be prepared to lose your voice. You probably get sick <laughs> once in a while too, because you got a close new group of people sleeping together, and they're all sharing cups. exactly yeah and you're out in the cold the weather yeah oh yeah and for me the aesthetic is far more important than your (laughs) (laughs) well-being what what, what's my character it's uh if you're not if you're not not anything it's your aesthetic that's thing that's the guy is hex and blake yeah Yeah. i might have written that down somewhere Um, but, but yeah, this game was Joe and Pete were super hard on it as far as like the lore and the background that goes. And they really came up with some, uh, some interesting, uh, I think new stuff. Cause everyone has played who's LARP a long time has played that X dwarf event, you know? And I think, mm-hmm. you know, there's, there's always that obligatory. We're going to the mountains. We're going to be, we're going to fight orcs because we're dwarves and get them out. But you, they wrote something new. And I think that's an, one of our other strengths is they were able to create kind of like a new dialogue for how dwarves and even elves interact. I mean, everyone's so used to the dwarves and elves hating each other. Yeah. I like that in our world. It's totally, you know, contrary to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I great. picked up on that and liked it as well. Um, and I think both have a really unique, interesting flavor. You know, instead of the traditional story where like orcs, where like dwarves are like you know carved out of stone. You know, Pete really has has this whole lava thing going on, which is a uh, just really neat and cool. I mean, it's the first time I've ever seen a lava dwarf. Um, that beard that Valerie made was out of this world. Yeah, you know, I think one of the, one of the more vindicating parts to Joe was this last mu- this last. It was always supposed to be this uh, last game was all about fate. In the middle of the year, people were telling him that fate didn't exist. 
<laughs> people were like, fate's not a real god, and then Joe was just laughing sure. the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, because after this, I'm recording a Daredevil podcast. But uh, <laughs> I played a blind guy um, uh, yeah. this event, but like I could see like with this like staff of fate that I had that Josh and Danny um, rigged up. It was like awesome. It was a Halloween prop that Tiff had and Pat had found, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, we need this for like the Eye of Fate." And uh, she like didn't even. I don't think she even waited till we were like responded because you know I was like at work at the time, and I think everybody else was kind of like busy. And like when I finally saw like the picture and she was like, oh, man, look, this would be perfect before I even said like, yeah, that's like perfect. She already bought it. She was just like, no, that's it. She just knew in her heart of hearts that that was like going to be the thing. Um, And she brought it to to Josh and Danny and and they did their magic and (laughs) it's fucking awesome (laughs) because like the little button I would press and the light would come on and the eye would open and it would like look around. Yeah. It and it was like, something, at least for myself, you don't see that coming. Like, no, you see an eye staff maybe, but then it opens up, looks around. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, that's badass. Getting to walk around the players and like tell them their names before they even like introduce themselves was like pretty cool. Yeah, I like, how does he shit. know my name? And they like, they just like rolled with it. Like, you know, like he's, he's, you know, call me by my name. He doesn't even know me. And he, like, there was a couple players where like were called their deeds to them. And I was just like, you know, fate is always watching kind of thing. So that was like, yeah, it was really cool. Nice. I missed most of that. So that's cool. I think you might have been NPCing. Yeah, NPC in the morning when you first came out. And then I was like crafting a bunch of armor for dwarves or something <laughs> outside in the rain. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Until dinner. No, that was fun. But maybe we'll get to that. So yeah, let's, let's take it from the top. I mean, you guys can share more if you want. So we should start but, with the Hall of Nations because that was yeah. Like, start from the beginning. Yeah, the biggest... paint a picture. Remember, not everybody was there or knows what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, not that we got to like. <laughs> He's gonna definitely chop. We'll need the Wikipedia up. entry, but you know, <laughs> no, no. Let's give the layman uh, a chance. So yeah, so we first start off with I think one of our more ambitious as far as makeup goes is uh, getting really everyone ready for the Five Nations. And there were some other little mods that went off. There was, you know, a, a Dolor mod where, where they went and they saved people who were lost in the woods, mm-hmm. um, who were being plagued by a, a sloth spirit. Um, and then, of course, we opened it up with, with the Mist, which is one of our first mods we ever came up with and kind of our first in-game mechanic which every time it brings out it kind of just fills my heart because it's like one of the first like sticks we cat we came up like they want this to be a thing we do which is you know fog machine comes out i play them this music and then undead just pile on you guys you know we we did that and then yeah when the hall of five nations started that was so all five well, nations was the first mod right no it well, was that the was, no, that last. was the very last thing because I'm like, oh shit, it's four AM. And then, <laughs> it, then we did the mists, and then we ended it with after the mists. Yeah, there was a uh, okay. there was a Timmy bodyguard yeah, training mod, mm-hmm. I think, to start off with, and then there was the repercussions of players taking um, oh, right. Canoptic Jar from the Anun and them coming to collect. <laughs> right, which so is a cool. Were, I guess mostly RP mod, right? Yeah, and I missed some of it, but knew a little bit of the story, and I was like interested to see how it's going to play out. Like, are we about to be like <laughs> siege <laughs> reprimanded? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, really badly, or or what? So it was kind of cool to watch, and uh, Pat and Tiff did a good job with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, Friday night, 
like I went to bed thinking like, man, that was awesome. Like it felt real like one thing after like it, the pace was good for me, like that I like to see. Um, but I'm probably a little over ambitious when it comes to LARPing. Uh, <laughs> but there was a lot going on. Like I was thinking about, I was like, how did they? Ch-? Like it seemed like you guys are doing a lot of changes, like costume we changes and stuff. I was like, I was nuts. There was a lot of um, like painting and getting ready in the background. So oh, yeah. it was like, you know, I like, totally forgot. Like Friday night is when we ran the culmination of like the Hunter Spirit mod as well. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh my god, we did that too. <laughs> Because like, because cool. I think the five of the, the Hall of Five Nation was something I was anticipating so much that like not everything, not that the other stuff wasn't important. It was just that like that was what I was so hyper focused on is like getting that ready prepared. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like that was always in the forefront of my mind. Yeah, it was Friday. that was kind of your big thing with like Nigel speaking for the crew and company, and and then you know giving everyone else like a platform to talk on too. Like that's like a a lot to prepare for. Yeah. So I pulled two players into NPCing <laughs> this event to step up kind of like their game. And I know like Ashton and Evan, you guys, I pulled you guys into play some some pretty important NPCs that I hope to bring back at some point. So continuing on my role of <laughs> giving new people opportunities. Mm-hmm. I think last, last event was Mike Beam playing a similar character to you guys played. Um, and this event we talked um, about the podcast if anyone wants yeah. to catch up. <laughs> yeah, we did. This event I pulled um James Patterson and Eleanor Patterson into playing some pretty major like NPC roles. James played my second in command for the uh Spartelfar, which is our translation is like salt elves, which I took salt as like translation as like stars from like Norse mythology. I kind of sat down me and Felicia and kind of came up with the idea of having them have like, you know, we have the moon elves and we have the sun elves and that's like sand. Well, I don't want to do dirt, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like just like sand. I was like, what if they're the stars? And then like they have constellations on their forehead. So that was like mm-hmm. the whole naming convention that I came up with um, was you pick um, a constellation and that's the name of your family. And then you pick a star that either appears in the constellation mm-hmm. itself or within like the parameters of it or near it and so that's kind of how you you name yourself um so my name was uh rigel or ryan or something like that <laughs> if i remember correctly and so james like, picked his character as he's like second in command and i cannot remember his character's name i think i had to ask him like twice it was a cool name though i think it was ursinus or something like that i think i heard it once maybe and didn't quite catch it so yeah <laughs> but no that's really cool i like that um like to me, it seemed obvious that they were all based on like the celestial, you know, moon, sun, stars. Like I didn't know there was even like a uh, deliberation on what the other race might be because it just seemed to fit so well and make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so I thought that was really cool, and that's something I think a players, at least from my observation, have really come to enjoy is sort of discovering or learning these other races that are exist in the world that aren't just kind of in the basic lore you can find on the website. You know, um, so I think that's always a really cool moment or an exciting thing when, especially for players who, you know, play that race to sort of meet, you know, this, this world's version of that or something that existed they weren't aware of um, that's somehow related to them has become uh, a really cool thing for everyone who plays our game. Yeah. And that, in my opinion, that whole, I guess, revealing of like the stars and everything like that and how fate is so intertwined with like 
the Alfar or the elves as we've referred to them as Alfar, which I think I've said a bunch of times, but how they correlate to different aspects of what they represent. So the moon elves, the Ducal Far, I kind of imagine them as like like the moon. So they're they're like the watchers of the world kind of thing. They watch over the world, they protect it, they're warriors, that's kind of their stick. And then the sun is like they bring bright and light to the world. So they're usually like, you know, healers or historians mm-hmm. or this, that, and the other. And they usually like sing songs and they're spiritual creatures. And then the Sradofar taking from kind of ancient ideas of like astronomy and stuff like that, where you look to the stars to kind of like tell the future how they're that's why they're so entwined with like sure. fate. And like sure, reading and navigate constellations you know, and navigating yeah. yeah love it <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i dig this shit but <laughs> yeah it's just me cool yeah so that was an integral part um the dwarves and the elves for yeah. this whole event um and like you were saying josh yeah there were some things running beforehand that i know were kind of uh like player focused like um yeah you know we we give out higher lists uh which we call titles uh, and t- generally people go on a mod to sort of test themselves or, you know, have a teacher kind of mentor them through it or whatever. And so that a few people did that right before or that Friday night, right? Yeah, a couple a couple people um, definitely, I think they got started their testing for their higher lists. You and I were talking um, that that's cool to, even if you're not like the person getting the higher list, to just kind of tag along and participate um watch the role play do the oh, yeah. encounters uh is still is always fun for me um like i was thinking about it like there wasn't anything super specific for my character i guess a little bit on the role play end for the nations and stuff but as far as like mods and stuff but i really enjoyed just going out and doing those things and then saturday going out with evan on his his mods which we'll get into which were really yeah. cool yeah, I was say I can't wait to get into Evans because I mean obviously that one I'm really entwined in. For those who don't know that in game I'm uh, Evans teacher, and uh, one of my biggest um, of ending spending Friday night. One of the biggest things Friday night is uh, Evan and I got to jam out uh, a little bit. And Evan, I'm sure you guys have heard anybody listening to this podcast. And you know, Evan plays like a, a bard type character, and you know, my character is uh, a bard type teacher. So uh, we were we were just playing drums and stuff and. Uh, the funny part is I started, kind of got it started because uh, Jake was playing, um, after the Hall of Five Nations, he was playing the, the Rex, which is uh, the Soren, which um, are going to be a race in-game. <laughs> I can say that now. <laughs> I think I can say that now. Uh, you guys will see that. In a, uh, you guys already already knew that. But in the coming months, we're going to release as a playable race for you guys starting next year. Nice. So anyone listening to this podcast will probably hear it first. It's canon now. It's canon. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it's any secret that they're the next ones. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, with the manga and everything. Um, I had to guess the, that the next ones we met, I believe. Yeah. So uh, we, we were kind of, you know, Evan was kind of just hanging out watching it. And, you know, my, uh, my teacher, Nigel, and we noticed that the talks with the Rex might have not been going as great as possible. He was kind of getting a little agitated. And Soren and Lore really love music. Mm. So I kind of started playing. Nigel kind of is like a, explorer because he kind of he knows a lot so i was like you know maybe we can soothe this guy down after one of our uh, uh town uh, uh merchants kind of riled him up by uh playing some jamming tunes while he he talks to some intellectuals i think i i would like to think it helps helped us 
Yeah. <laughs> I had a fun yeah. time. Tonight. I always love Jake's role play. <laughs> he's, we're playing and he's listening, not doing anything, and he just starts like bobbing his head like he's real into it. It reminds me of an iguana, just, which I think is really good, which is really good. Yeah. Yeah, it's just like little stuff like that. I think played off really well. Now, is that something that's like prepped ahead of time? Like Jake is, as playing that character, is kind of fully aware of all that lore and. Mm-hmm he should know like to, if this happens or whatever yeah your I, character would probably react this way or whatever like, well you know absolutely what so pretty much for i would like to think probably like to say about 75 percent of the things that we go out we already have like staff lore packets for okay so um when i like when i originally study up or whatever yeah when i originally concepted the sorens i uh I wrote like their backstory, you know, and like what mm-hmm. you know what they're about, their, their whole their whole life, which works for us because when we release them as a as a playable race, I can really just copy and paste, share it yeah. with the whole staff, and say, "You guys have already read this. Is there anything I need to take out?" And usually there is. <laughs> usually they'll be like, "Ah, oh, you should take this out because they shouldn't know this." Because, but uh, but when we really when we put that out there, and then we all kind of tweak, edit things a little bit, so for you guys, so you don't get to see the full story. And then just add a little bit of the rule stuff to it and send it out. So that's or we, or we tell you an altered version of the truth. Yeah, true. That happens a lot. <laughs> Joe's right. Yeah, like in real life, some of our you know stuff is a little bit more fantastical, just so you guys get glimpses of stuff. But you know, you might not know the whole truth. Yeah, and our, the characters that we play are like as like in the game. Like Nigel doesn't know how things are like. It's it's from his understanding, his point of view. Right. So his point of view might not be correct. It might be half half the truth or only part right. of the truth. So we kind of do that to make it more realistic while giving you hints to what might really be the truth of like right. everything, so yeah. to speak. I think that's right. the difference between the two characters I play. I play Nigel, who's like the keeper of like history and like 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 lore. So he he knows stories. He's like a bard, you know. Mm-hmm. As far as Gaius knows, what's what like he everything he relays is concrete because it's about monsters. And, like that's his thing. So like when sure. he comes out and he's like, "This is a monster Science thing. or whatever." Yeah, it's science. It's very scientific and very precise. As in Nigel's like, "I heard this story once. I think this is how it goes." <laughs> you know, like sure, it's very Homer Odyssey kind of early yeah. history or whatever. Exactly. Passed pass down. Maybe the mm-hmm. telephone game is the right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And that's good. You're right. That really makes it breathe life into it. I guess I could see it kind of causing confusion, which is maybe intentional uh, (laughs) amongst players or whatever. Uh, Because even I was thinking about that, like, I forget what we were talking about. I think it was on the ride home. Evan and I were talking about something and I said, oh, I think he said this. And then later Evan was like, well, we were in this place and they said this. You know, it's kind of cool. That's that's real life or whatever, you know. Yeah, I think that was that was part of our idea of doing that was not only character-wise, like how that makes sense for the NPCs, but also it creates dialogue between you know players talking about things because they're like, well, I heard this, and like I heard that. Well, like which is it? And it's like you both might have like some version of the truth, and it gives you the opportunity to like talk it out and maybe figure it out, you know, for yourselves. Sure, and that's different than. You know, you're playing a video game, you can look up the Wikipedia, whatever, you're watching a movie or a TV show, you can Google to find the answer, <laughs> the the more or less undisputed answer. But right. if you're talking about something that happened at work, 
you know, there's kind of probably two two sides of a story. Someone's somewhere in the middle. It's right, you know, kind of same with the game. So it's different. And again, maybe I have that mindset thinking like, oh, this is a game. And <laughs> there is a story and there is somewhere written on a piece of paper that is what happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> when I hear- people come out and play that, if they say that or not, it's kind of up to them or the decision of staff, you know. We're getting now we're at Saturday morning. And Saturday. Yeah, else, oh, um, oh, sorry, before we move on, that was all the Torrin stuff, right? The Spirit of the Hunt. That was Friday night, right? Yeah, it was yeah. Friday night. Yeah, because um, that, awesome. was, that was when Eleanor got to play a oh, character yeah. that I had written. Oh, she looked amazing. She that looked was so good. Cool. She looked yeah. awesome. I was actually one of the first characters that I kind of conceptualized as far as the Torrin arc. And Torrin's like the great hunter. And I kind of revealed to her like the deeper history of that character and of like some kind of like deep dark secrets of like the family of apex blade <laughs> and torn in general to her and like why things transpired the way they did and um she she played it off pretty well she didn't give like too much away but she definitely like laid the hints down that everything between her and her father aren't like as kosher as everybody would probably believe Mm. Or between him and Harshorn itself. So, you know, I'm kind of excited for the continuation of that next year. And she loved playing the character. She did a phenomenal job. Her makeup was on point. Um, Her costuming was, like, amazing. And everybody who was a wishling who knew who she was couldn't look her in the eye, which I thought was, like, (laughs) amazing. Like, she's, like, super intimidating. And it's, like, if you talk to Eleanor in, like, real life, she's, like, the sweetest person. And she just comes out as this, like, badass. And you're, like, oh, guys, like, uh, don't look her in the eye, man. (laughs) Yeah. Just strike you down. (laughs) It was funny. Mike was, like, motioning to Aiden, his son, who plays a wishling, and I think has had encounters with her or something, or at least communications. And he was, like, that's her. And Aiden was just, like... <laughs> he kind of like, oh, I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> Starstruck. I'm meeting my hero. <laughs> it's, it's like the coolest girl in school is here and she must suck me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Not speaking been, from right? experience, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was really cool. And uh, Joseph's uh, son played his character as a younger person. Yeah. He sort of. <laughs> We sort of muddied the it's waters. It's okay to share, right, for people who weren't there. Oh, yeah. We sort of muddied the waters with what's possible in a new world as far as time um, and recuperation and the crazy effects that might be possible with spirits and gods and deities and the unknown. And so he played like we had kind of hinted the first time they met Hor- Torin that the hunting spirit was kind of like making him younger and more youthful and he was forgetting things and then we played it through like this where like the players like meet him they don't know who he is <laughs> you know my my oldest son playing this character and they slowly start i think like he he played it off really well they slowly started to figure out and pat did a good job of like leading you guys like along on the mod without like letting you kind of like ask directly like the question if he's yeah. like Torin, um until the point where like you know the fight happened and you're kind of like seeing his what the wishings call the sojourn kind of unfold and uh i thought that was really cool when he everybody said he did like a phenomenal job it was kind of funny because the whole point of that mod was for torin to not fight alone 
and everyone's like they got to the mod and he's fighting me as like the spirit of the hunt and like the older version of himself with all his like memories and no one's helping him. <laughs> They're like, don't help him. It's his fight. And it's like, no, you're not going to win this fight then. <laughs> yeah. No kind of thing. Like this is what he's supposed to do to rectify things. Like, because he tried to do everything by himself and sure. You know, it's not that he couldn't do everybody thing by himself. He could like, that's why he became like, you know, one of the greatest hunters, like that, country has ever seen but and warriors too but it's like that wasn't the right path and he didn't take sure. the right path so this is like yeah, a reset for him so yeah i thought it played out for a while um you know we, we were talking a little bit about player choice and how things work out and i don't think it was like obvious that we were supposed to help or what it was but yeah i think everybody did assume like hey this is his test it's his test he should do it but then it got to a point where he's like, I, I can't do this on my own, which kind of opened the door to be like, all right, we got your back. <laughs> and uh, so I, I thought it played out pretty well. Uh, but in the moment, it was like, are we supposed to help? We're not supposed to help. Uh, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I think I tried to just verbally be like, watch, watch out. <laughs> watch out. Hey, listen. And that actually like, so <laughs> yeah. yes, I navied him. Yeah. And then actually like a little bit later that night, he played the king or the new emperor of mm-hmm. the, the waddle race of uh, red orcs mm-hmm. and he did a fantastic job as that and then at the end of the whole like event like for main mod he was like on a whim he was just like i really want to play that character again like the orc <laughs> that's funny and so we were like kind of just like just kind of looked around the rest of the staff and they were like yeah it'd be awesome if he like came and like fought because he was like so adamant at the five nations that he wanted to fight and so, like, we suited him up and sent him out, and people were like, what, you're here? Like, you're here to fight with us? And they were like, really, it was a like, pretty cool thing. And he lost his arm like oh. <laughs> during that's the fight. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I, uh, from a storytelling aspect, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, he did good. If I wasn't alive, I could have fixed that. <laughs> get stumped. We'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Saturday morning. <laughs> well, <laughs> and... Uh, Side note, it was funny because your other son played that character when he first showed up a few months ago, correct? Yeah, so he grew like two years. And yeah. <laughs> so we were like, man, I was confused at first. I was because I couldn't remember who played who. Strong DNA. <laughs> and, I, and I was like, man, he had a gross <laughs> like in real life. <laughs> yeah. So then Friday night was the big uh, UN meeting, as it were. Oh, yeah. Which I'm curious, I guess, how you guys thought that came off as staff. I have my observations, but I think I'm it went both off. what your perception was going into and then how it actually played out. I think it went off pretty well. I think everyone looked amazing. Um, yeah, definitely. One of the things I was really proud of is um, Rob and Tiff had, mm-hmm. were a really integral part of the uh, Sket and Woden, the uh, kind of R, like the Nobtera, which is you know, the, the new continent you guys are on they're they're really intricate in you know and integral in getting the the sket and the woden freed from the the blight um of the icker rob wrote to them um to get them to come out but rob was NPCing friday so then we were all like why don't we get them to play that mm-hmm. they did a great job playing both of those races there's yeah, a different version cool. of the fey um so it was really cool to see them do that and everyone looked great. I mean, Brittany coming out in that costume was crazy looking. She was she was adorable. Yeah, that um, wasn't the original design for that either. 
it was supposed to be like a normal mushroom head with like stuff like dripping down and maybe like some lace around the front. And then I was like, Felicia, let's do this. And I showed a picture of this mushroom that kind of grows like in this weird like pattern mm-hmm. like it was and has like holes in it and kind of grows like a cup instead of like a normal mushroom does. Yeah, we went from there and it turned out. Yeah, I was pretty happy with how it turned out. Yeah, that yeah, cool. was awesome. Yeah, and it led kind of a or it lent like a uniqueness to the character. Yeah, um, you know, because we hadn't seen particular race look that way. Yeah, and then so I, I thought it was a good call. And then when I saw Pete come out with you know the like I, I saw the beard beforehand with like the glowing beard, <laughs> you know, and the glowing axe Pat made. Uh, you know, Value made the glowing beard. Pat made the glowing axe. I mean, it just it really I think it you know it I, it showed you know everyone knew. Yeah. It was, I heard I heard a player go is is his beard lava. And then, <laughs> like, yes, it is. Yeah, you know, like, that was cool that that they they caught yeah. that. And shout out to um, Mama Beam for those the amazing costuming. costuming. Yeah, they did a phenomenal job. They had like embroidery work and all kinds of stuff, and it looked phenomenal. Like, yeah, they just looked right off the page of a comic book or something. It yeah. was mm-hmm. it was super cool. And, and Valerie uh, also did the crowns, which were pretty awesome. Sorry, those are yeah. Cool, yeah. <laughs> No, they definitely. Every bit were. about it was awesome. Yeah, yeah just, I mean, just the costuming was all on point. The 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 map you guys drew was super cool. That was my was... map from last event that I painted in like ten minutes before we realized we didn't have a map for the mod. <laughs> <laughs> tell me about that. So uh, it's always it's always hard playing Nigel because he's supposed to be humble, but yet he's supposed to kind of lead. So mm-hmm. it, it's hard to lead with humbleness because i think a lot of a lot of leaders use bravado so for me it was hard to kind of portray like hey this is what's happening but also let's hear what everybody else has to say mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh getting that started was kind of was kind Pulled of cool. the I farmer pulled, card out a few times yeah i'm just a humble farmer. farmer and you'll hear that you'll hear that more actually okay uh, as you as you play that's kind of a thing so i got basil up with me and uh which he didn't you know was happening, right? Uh, he no. did ahead of time. A he, little, no, he told me no. he didn't. He didn't know. Up, <laughs> he, he knew that he was coming get coming up with me, but like not until that night. Okay, I see. <laughs> so I, I told him I was like, you know, you need to be. You know, it's kind of like that. You you need to help. You know, get this going because you know they look up to you. You know, to me, I'm the guy who does the paperwork. You're the you're the heart of this place. Sure, which I think totally that character well. truly is. You know, he is he's yeah. the heart. Now, I might use the face, but he's the one who really pushes everything through. Because uh, my character's not around that much. Right. Um, I need a great job of kind of improvising that and yep. uh, in helping you know, move that forward. I was really proud of him. And uh, so, yeah, I thought, I'm interested to hear what you guys think. Cause... I want to just mention that, like, it was a cool, like, thing that you did, you and uh, Mike did, where you just kind of reflected on the past, like, accomplishments. Because one of the things that we, me and Pete set up for that mod, Pete wanted like examples of the players like, you know, defeating the John Joe or like halting his forces or this, that, and the other. You brought up those trophies, so to speak, and they burned and burned them and then like ceased them from existence. <laughs> That's the only way to put it. Pat and uh, James. And then cool. Mike went through and kind of like talked about all of the different accomplishments like the Skat and Fay and the Kandar people and all the different people that they helped like along the way to get to this point 
to get everybody back to the Hall of the Five Nations. That was a really cool in-game kind of like recap. Yeah. Um, what you want for like a season finale kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, so well how played. would you guys think? <laughs> yeah, you guys think. Uh, I thought it was pretty cool. Uh, I wasn't really involved with preparation of that. Like, we got there and they said, do you have any proof or trophies? And I thought, oh shit, do we? <laughs> yeah. that was definitely in the letter we, uh, prologue we heard did anyone prepare for that we're gonna look really terrible luckily yeah. of course someone had it he's like I'm just uh, a bard like I just play the drums for us yeah right <laughs> so I'm like I'll tell you that tale <laughs> but yeah that was really cool to get to see all those races come together and a lot that I had like not they were kind of in the back of my head like didn't expect to see there like the um, the barbarian race the Kandarians. Kandarian, yeah. And then the Skettons, I actually had totally forgotten about. Like, <laughs> and yeah, I sat right next to them. But like, the last time I really remember interacting with them was like last year, like in uh, September or October, maybe. And I could be wrong. Maybe stuff has happened that I just wasn't involved with. But uh, it was cool that like stuff, you know, from all the way back then was still being involved and all coming together. Yeah. And it was just fun to sit there and take in all the costuming that we keep gushing about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, my uh my one observation, this is probably more um hindsight, but it was it seemed very like serious, down to business, somber, <laughs> which I don't know if that was the intention going in. I kinda got the sense that maybe it wasn't necessarily supposed to be that way. But I think at least from the player's perspective, we felt kind of this like pressure or something to kind of you know prove ourselves as a ragtag band of heroes or whatever <laughs> to this you know molten man and this general that have been fighting this war for 500 years and maybe we're just in our minds those kind of things those meetings of nations tend to have a serious tone to them or whatever because it's kind of you're not sure who what sensitivities are there or who's up to what or what's going to happen necessarily so you're kind of just playing it safe or whatever i guess uh was, was sort of my takeaway at first and maybe we were just waiting for someone to finally be like i think pete finally was like have a drink relax like <laughs> aside from that it, again not a complaint just an observation um i was busy that night because i sort of had ties to at least like three different <laughs> nations in different ways or whatever and i had like other people like I wanted to connect certain nations that hadn't really gotten a chance to interact yet, at least from my experience. And then a couple of people just like walked up to me, like <laughs> um, Rob and Tiff, as their you know fake characters, just walked up to me and started talking to me <laughs> while I was like talking to Joseph and someone else. So I felt busy. And now thinking back on it, it was a cool moment for anyone who hadn't been around the whole time to sort of meet and experience and see everything that was kind of going on um you know all these allies we've made i don't know about some of the new players if they took advantage of that like who's this crazy looking guy or whatever <laughs> you know maybe not say that in game but making more connections and getting lots of lore and stuff yeah friday was definitely a very lore heavy uh one of our i think more more lore heavy uh, this whole event was more more, more heavy events but i think friday would definitely have a lot of lore packed into it mm -hmm. um and then again, like I said, at the end of Friday, after the end of the Nations, we did the Mist, which we haven't done in a while, um, which was one of the first things we I did. I missed the that. After the meeting, um, you, you might have like gone to bed, but the whole idea yeah. was that like players like travel with, with the dwarves and 
the Svartalfar like oh, to no, yeah, the that. mountain. And then like <clears throat> when you get there, like you guys like, you know, kind of like got attacked because like the mountain had been like sieged while mm-hmm. they were away. Sure. No, that was actually a super cool ending. Um, yeah. And it gave that sort of, uh, <laughs> you know, we're not in a good way here. Like, <laughs> yeah. We yeah. Just, you know how we just said yeah. we've been fighting these guys for like 200 years? <laughs> like, get ready for that or however long it was. I got to use a choir, which I don't know how effective it was at that time. But I used uh, the chant that Nigel had done a few event- events ago. When you had us replay, like, who sings louder, we do. That's like, awesome. I use that as a chant with uh, Applejack and uh, Jonah. So that's that's nice. And cool. I think, yeah, more people are joining in on that, I think, because it definitely sounds like more than three people. Nice. <laughs> and I think uh, uh, this is one of the first times I noticed uh, James that we talked about. He's playing that general. He sort of took that role on pretty well because... Uh, we were trying to fall back into the mountain because we were getting overwhelmed or whatever. But my character, you know, wants to protect people, keep them safe. And there were a couple like other NPCs, I think, like staff maybe, that were still kind of like closer to the oncoming horde. So I was like also trying to protect them. But everybody's like, "Come on, fall back, fall back!" And James just finally like grabs me, like <laughs> he's like, "Get in here!" Like, <laughs> like we're gonna die. <laughs> which made sense like that's what a general would do like get your ass in there like, <laughs> <laughs> i'm like oh shit you're right so that's kind of cool and then uh the, we finally get in there and the undead were like banging Dang on the on door the, yeah. which is really cool like that was definitely a uh, like horror movie zombie movie effect which just added to it which is really cool yeah it's cool because like people were trying to like knock us back and i was like no effect there's like so many behind us that like you're not doing anything to like knock us away from you like and that was sort of when the sport. yells like when the yells came out. It's like we need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> Fall back. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty cool. That was kind of like I didn't know how that went over because like the whole idea was like you know you land, you get attacked and overwhelmed, and you have to push back and fall back into this mountain that nobody goes because there's something going on there that you don't know about. And then Pete like smashes down the entrance of the cave. So, like, the undead can't get in, but you can't get out. And then, like, fast forward to, like, Saturday morning, where it's, like, it took a little bit to get moving because, like, you know, we want everybody to eat and and everybody's, like, sleeping in a little bit. Um, <laughs> even staff a little bit. Oh, yeah. um, I mean, especially staff. It actually gave me the opportunity to, like, fix, like, the boss for that because, like, as you guys are, like, you know, you can make your way out of the ca- out of that area to the next part of the cave. Which I don't know how great that was, like telegraph, since you're like walking outside and then like into another building. I always kind of feel weird about that stuff, but mm-hmm. Larper's like, no, sure. that, that's just the deal. He called the scenes and people yeah. mad, use their imaginations. But then it gave me and Josh and Pat and Tiff and the rest of the Jake as well, as well as Ashton and Evan, time to yeah. set up the, the Drake fight, <laughs> which was yeah. like, freaking awesome fight but i needed to reinforce some things on that before like mm-hmm. it was ready to go out and like connect it and everything like that so kind of had the opportunity to do so before like the fight went off and i think i wasn't there for the fight because i had to get ready for something else so oh. i can't really talk about how it went so Not you guys have to fill me in <laughs> i think it, it just looked awesome we worked with what we had i mean yeah. you know we really wanted it i think to be more of a you know, a cave mod and it's, it's hard to really turn space as big as what we had 
it's a really bee cave but i mean we had the music going you know i had to check out our new projector which we had the the lava effect and the, the heat effect and, and that drake that was just cool. menacing just awesome um i think the players were scared for sure <laughs> i mean i saw them walk up and like they were just backing up and uh watch them attack it was just so cool like it was i don't know it was it was i think we're all coming out from the npc side which is funny yeah. you, you know you normally don't sing with you guys with that stuff but i think at this point you guys are gonna be seeing with us so we were all we're all coming at it from seeing how we felt about it as the npcs what do you guys think looking back on it like we we kind of prepared and you know we talked about how the fight was going to go and it seemed like it didn't quite go how we thought necessarily just in a few kind of only a few ways but kind of important ways like for example i asked sort of maybe where the target was or you know where the hitbox or whatever you want to call it would be and i don't think we said it was going to be me and evan but i'm pretty sure that's the only thing they attacked was <laughs> was me and evan because we were the one attacking them as the arms with these you know pole arms claw style buffers and it was fine i mean as we rolled with it um but it had kind of mixed up how we prepared the fight to go or whatever i mean um, they were attacking the back a lot okay maybe yeah i thought that too i just didn't notice Should anything just other than hit me oh yeah did no. anybody <laughs> slide under the belly like we talked about no but try to but gut they, it. they were loving that butt they were up on that butt that's kind of disappointing uh, <laughs> um, yeah i don't know if jake had was like you guys had planned on jake doing attacks but i definitely heard him doing a bunch of stuff with the tail mm-hmm. that's great which, yeah, uh, I asked him. He said he was had a couple planned if they came close enough. Yeah, sweet. That thing was nasty. Like, <laughs> I definitely thought we were killing a few PCs because uh, we did a ton of dumb. damage. It had yeah. fire breath. It had tail. Like, that was a lot of fun to do. <laughs> yeah, they did a decent job. Um, like you said, being on the NPC side of things, um, getting the shields up front, which is obviously what you'd want to do, and and doing some range stuff, but. It seemed like a good fight. Anyway, you spin it. Uh, it was the uh, that was the first time I had done any kind of like big boss like that, so I didn't really know like how to gauge things. So, like, am I am I hitting them too hard? Am I going at them with too many abilities? Are they going to feel sure. it's unfair if I just keep doing knockbacks? Which I didn't, but it kind of felt like if they're all coming at him with shields, this thing's going to swipe at them and try to knock them all back. If I felt like I was swinging too much, then I tried to cool off. Because you don't want them to face roll the thing, but you also want to, you know, give them a challenge. You know, exactly. Right. Did you get any kind of feedback? You remember from that fight specifically, or? I the only feedback I got was like, people were like, in, so. "We we fought a Drake," and that was like, "Yeah." Uh-huh. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> oh, no, that's good. They're just excited uh, that they fought it, you know, when they fight something like like Dragonish, and I think that's kinda like the right. one of the like a key things when you when you know when you play a LARP, it's kinda like like a like an opus, you know, like in your LARP career. It's like you play Dungeons and Dragons, you wanna play go a LARP that's fantasy LARP, you kind of in your mind are like, you know, where's the dragons? I think everyone kinda <laughs> thinks that. Yeah. Know? I agree. Have you two fought like dragons or monsters like that in the past in any of the game that required four people to operate <laughs> correctly no. or i'll be i'll be honest with you guys and like i'm not trying to toot our own horn um toot away but uh as far as like monsters per larp i think uh we kind of especially the most most larps that i played 
you know, usually you'll see it once, once per couple, like maybe once per year or even once per every other year. Mm-hmm. But I think we definitely have the monsters per capita. <laughs> <You know? laughs> sure. like, we've made a lot of monsters. I mean, we're running out of room That's in our storage cool. unit because of all the monsters. <laughs> I decided to take I'll them take home. Yeah, um, you, I bring them and I have to take them home. <laughs> I mean, like I, I fought, we fought um, like some, I fought some spider puppets. Legacy had some really great monster designs when I played Legacy. Uh, that was a great LARP. They had a Beholder. I think that's where Shieldbreaker came from, right? Yeah, what that's where our ship paper came from Equinox, which okay. um, a bunch of people from Legacy played. Our um, Frost so Giant... Like Triceratops for those. Mm-hmm. Our yeah. Frost Giant came from Legacy, which we ended up using a couple times. And then... Uh, or, that also came from Equinox, yeah. So, um, and so there we've like fought a Beholder. We fought a... Like an Ent. Um, and I think that's when I really, I think, I like to think like during my LARP career, during the LARPs we play together and even just our experiences together, talking about our movies is where we've kind of developed our own style. And I think just seeing them do that at that LARP, you know, all those big monsters. So we could do this here and like, you know, and, and do, and do more of it. Um, and, uh, it's kind of like taking what we liked using what we liked, using what we, and look, rolling what we didn't like from other things we've done, you know, and not doing that as well. And having the means and the people who can pull it off. Yeah, that's a big one. Really cool. Yeah. Yeah, we're definitely blessed to have such, like you said earlier, such a talented crew. Um, but as far as, as the, that's the first, that monster, and then when Danny did the, um, you know, the Skedis, was the first time in the LARP that I've ever seen a multi-person multi-multi-person yeah. monster i mean i've seen like two people but like you know the four people monsters i think is the first time i've here at our LARP, first time i've ever seen them i think at faglin back when that was when when I it was think. when it was faglin and when it was a thing we fought like a dragon but it was like weird because it was they had this like deck and you fought the dragon was like there was a head up there that somebody had made. And then two people were the arms. And then there was a bunch of like AOE, like her area of effect kind of stuff going on. But it wasn't like, it wasn't bad. Like for what it was, it was good. And at the time it mm-hmm. was like awesome. Yeah. Um, but like, <laughs> it wasn't like we, like we actually like, you know, the two person dragon, you know, four people. Two people in the suit and two people as the arms walking around and harassing players and trying to like hunt them down and kill them is different than like, you know, you fighting a wall, <laughs> so to speak. Right, sure. And just, you know, going at it, you know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely the first time I think I've seen that. And it's funny because <laughs> I think before this event you you guys had shared that was it um a LARP that you guys like used to go to mm-hmm. your first the LARP. Cosquest. Yeah, they had like a dragon there. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Wyvern. <laughs> yeah, Wyvern. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's interesting. And he was like, it took him two years to make that or something he said. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's cool. Made this in two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> he did. <laughs> Along with all the other things that, that we made. Yeah. You know, like. That's a good segue. I was going to ask a little bit of the uh, preparation <laughs> of that Drake. Like, you know, after the October event, they're like, oh, by the way, we're doing a Drake or you need this coming up. Um, we knew where, it was, where was kind of like your life design idea. Throwing the goddamn punches to yeah. all of us. Sure. And um, 
we were doing two big monsters this event and unfortunately like some things happened and though drake wasn't going to get it done the way it was originally going to get done uh, and so we needed to like we actually it was actually supposed to be three people originally <laughs> okay <laughs> um because we were kind of going for like a chinese dragon kind of feel um oh, sure. having it be much more like you know flowy and this that and the other so two weeks before the event some crazy stuff happened and we had to like cut back on the scale of it and a bunch of people came over me and felicia's house and we we're just like tiff designed like the face and like the head and how it would be and we didn't even get to like add the attachment parts to like the side of the head because there was like all of that going on but we sculpted out the head and we took which is i think the third or fourth time we've used like that tail Uh, was at the actual from the first like the mirror deck um um, this guy jake um levine who does like awesome props um he made our original like huge monster that was like two or three people i think to control like he was inside of it like standing up and like moving the head and then there were people outside like tentacles or whatever like and arms like attacking the players so that thing that was originally its body (laughs) i've (laughs) chopped up so many times and like i used it as the obsidian tail (laughs) yeah it's been another monster called the the fulgordon's tail um i think we used it for something else um and then finally it ended up as a drake's tail and it's just like it was just a really good design that he kind of came up with and really like we tweaked it a little bit but not like too much and then we kind of took his idea of like laying you know, kind of fabric over it and stuff like that and kind of like went from mm-hmm. there. So, and it makes it lightweight. It makes it so that you can fling the tail around and not hurt people. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's just, it was just a really good design. So we just keep using it over and over again. And I altered it a little <laughs> bit because originally it was the, you know, it's just supposed to stand up. Whereas like now it operates like a backpack and you can put the mm-hmm. tail on mm-hmm. and it has like head space. So your head can be covered. And then it goes like, there's two like, uh, foam noodles like extending out to the head and that gets attached yeah, it's to it's almost like a spine or yeah whatever. a backpack and <laughs> one of those like hiking like uh yeah backpacks so <laughs> yeah. no, that's cool and yeah. who's like a uh, mod was that like who uh, wrote the 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 drake was uh was tiffany for the yeah, most part, really yeah, that's my guess. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> shout out like to Jake. I uh, just want to make sure that I I was able to, to say the the name of his company right, but it's Corbidae Cordis. Oh yeah, definitely. um, and uh, he makes some awesome latex weapons. If you chance yeah. to look that up, yeah, I plan to get one of those eventually, and he's going to come on the show. I'm just awesome. waiting for him to not be busy. <laughs> I, I, busy guy. I used to doing a lot of props for uh, Dameron. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah he's another inspiration for like always trying to do like one crazy thing you know after another Uh, we talk about going back talking about Jake's costume for the Rex the original two costumes that Josh and Danny made or had when they came out as the first two Sarans that the players met Um, Jake Levine like designed those shoulder pads with the Mm -hmm. The and the pauldrons yeah and he did like a phenomenal job on that I just gotta nice. give him another shout out there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was staring at it this weekend, like still admiring those things. <laughs> I'm like, those are so fucking <laughs> cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, those are getting some play, which is nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So some some props do stick around. <laughs> some do. Some do. <laughs> when they're well crafted. <laughs> yeah. 
so yeah there was uh what else even went on so, that day or yeah. uh, that period so after that i know we did some couple uh dwarf stuff there was the uh there was the oh. elementals that you guys that they needed to encase in the um the forge right the forge elementals yeah right but yeah so like after the drake i think players like have headed over to meet me the king and we had the exchanging of like the special golden cloak <laughs> that was like the uh, authority yeah. that i gave to to james as his character and um it was like a little meetup there and we're discussed like what was going to happen and what had happened to the mountain. And that was, I think there was definitely some disconnect with like what was going on um, with players, which was like a little hard. Um, and I think that mm-hmm. was just like, we were trying to keep like a good pace, but like when players, like after they finish a mod, they just like to chill <laughs> and like recoup themselves, sure. like in an actual sense. So, like, when players came in and, like, we started to do, like, the next thing, it's kind of like not everybody was, like, necessarily, like, up front and center where things were going on. So, they probably didn't hear, like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, the mountain was, like, taken. And, you know, while you were, like, you know, while Pete's, like, king was gone, they retook the mountain. And we had to send, like, forces to, like, some other part of the mountain to, like, protect that. And, like, the other, like, people called the Nisser that were, like refugees of that like place um and sort of gave them like a short history of like what had happened to that area and then so forth and so on and then set precedence for basically the rest of the event up until main mod um taking back like key locations like the laystone so people can recoup and then Mm -hmm. that's That's you know yeah from there it was just like taking back the armory taking back the temple taking back Mm -hmm. The witch's shrine or the Nord shrine that we called it. So yeah, we can talk about those mods. <laughs> but that I was like sort of like stuff. I think there was like a little bit of breakdown there. But. Yeah, I notice that when I NPC usually, you know, because you're kind of given like especially if you're the hook or whatever, you kind of clearly see who's <laughs> interacting with you or who's chilling out or who's playing card game or whatever. Um, like when I went out as this dwarf guy to like we got to get our forge back. We want weapons and stuff. And like everyone's, I, I don't know. It felt hard to kind of get people's attention and get them going. Like, and, and maybe I'm, I don't, I don't know what the proper perspective is or should be or whatever, but I liked it. Like things keep going and there's something to do and someone to talk to. And, and when you're NPC you kind of, you know how much prep's going into it and <laughs> how long you're kind of waiting just to, set up the mod, let alone go on it or whatever. So whenever I'm the hook, I'm like, let's go. <laughs> I'm like, who's coming? Ready? Let's go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so I don't know if that's good or not, but but yeah, I definitely could see that. Like, people want to break or, or whatever, and they kind of miss stuff. Yeah, I like the uh, sort of plot line of, like, we need these key points. It kind of, um, I don't know, it just seemed like it made sense in my mind as far as... Uh, you know, we need these resources and I don't know, it's just like makes sense from a running standpoint. <laughs> yeah. Like we need to be in this location and do this thing. Okay. Now we need to be in this location, and do this thing. Like, like that makes a lot of sense to me. Uh, and I, I liked it cause they were, you know, often unique and you know, some had puzzles, some were just, I think, I don't even know if any were just a fight necessarily. Um, maybe the last one we NPC'd, um, was more or less, even that had like, a 
there's a guy we got to fight, but these other things are going to attack you, but we don't want to fight them, you know? So that was interesting. Yeah, and I think originally when we set out, like me and Pete set out to like do the layout of, of this event before the rains came <laughs> <laughs> up, on, up on South Mountain, is we originally wanted to be like kind of like free format, Mm-hmm. Um, where we kind of laid out like this is what was like we you know we had like a map planned but um, with the rain like we couldn't like scout the area and set everything up like ahead just, of time right, to just yeah. sort of you know send NPCs like you're going to go to this building and everything's there just get everything set up and just go and that's what we wanted to do so we didn't really get to do that so we kind of had to take a little more like of a linear kind of like path line to the event sure um, yeah but we definitely we wanted to kind of like set up this kind of like elaborate locations and then let players decide what was most important to them to get, you know, in whatever order they wanted to get. And so okay. hopefully, you know, we keep like, sure. you know, it's like, you know, it rains every event. So we always have like to try and like recoup these contingencies of like what we're trying to do and. It's kind of it's kind of disheartening sometimes because I like really free format stuff. I really like letting the players choose the path that they want to choose yeah, and kind of have a feel like they have not just like a stake because they do have a stake in the in what's happening, but like they're making the decisions and causing change, uh, affecting the like change by their decisions. Yeah, there's a little bit of that. Um, things we did, and I think I just missed it. Like, okay, we did all this stuff. So what, like, not so what, but like, what was the, the, the like, I was kind of told the initial point of it, but then to see the effect later on, like, uh, I, I think I just missed most of the time being kind of rained out and <laughs> running around doing a bunch of stuff. Um, like we did that crafting mod, which is pretty cool, but I don't know that I ever really, really got the like, oh, cool. You guys craft all this stuff. So now blank, you know what I mean? Um, or that gave us this advantage or whatever and i think it was more or less just i missed it (laughs) you know what i mean like it was it was cool to do and fun to do and it felt like well this obviously makes sense like our troops need (laughs) equipment you know or we need this we need the forge to make more equipment we need the temple for its powers or or we don't want them corrupting it or whatever but like you're saying like if you're not listening necessarily you might miss necessarily the, the reasoning behind it yeah, and those those things were like just kind of like a little lost in translation as far as I think like originally with the armory mod, it was like you take the armory and then you get, you know, everything is like destroyed and you're supposed to like figure out that like they needed all this stuff made from that because they lost the armory for so long. And then that's where you kind of get the mod from to craft everything mm-hmm. during that marketplace hour. So but we probably but yeah, I think that because the overall, we were... NPCs and we were going back. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which I showed up and they're like, good, you're here. Because I was yeah, playing a craft. Get to work. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool Good for talk. me. Cause, yeah. I, I liked it. And it was kind of fun because there was a lot of uh, interaction amongst the crafters. Like, we were sort of working on stuff together at one point. Like, it's like, all right, you start this and then you make it sharp. <laughs> right. Yeah, wait, well, you're busy here. Wait, I'll take that. Yeah, and that was definitely like the interaction that we wanted to go with. I think when me and Pete were talking about doing that stuff, I was like, you know, it'd be really cool is if we give all these players the stuff to craft because, you know, these people need like help. 
they lost their armory and like other weapons. So they need new weapons, new armor, and new this and new that. And then I was like, but since they're at war, they're short. Some <laughs> things. And we're not going to tell them that. They're going to have to figure it out. And then if they make up the difference, they get a reward. So oh, I don't know like how much of that was like conveyed. And I think you guys do get your your reward or whatever. Okay. <laughs> that that was walking like retrospectively. Um, that is what I thought. Basically everything you just said. And I think I even <laughs> literally said that to Evan on the way home. I was like, I don't know if we were supposed to be short. And it's like, well, let's see if the players step up and use their own materials. <laughs> or someone just miscounted. <laughs> <laughs> so that's cool. I know. Cool. Well, what's even but, better is you didn't even ask. You were just like, they're short. And we're just like, you just made up the difference. You didn't even right. ask like why they were short. So there mm-hmm. you go. Extra brownie points. Yeah. Even people that weren't crafters were like, like Bill stepped up. He's like, I have leather. Like he donated like 10 leather um, to make some more things we were short on and whatnot. So nice. That's cool. I gave one Serpo egg. <laughs> <laughs> and it made an omelet. Well, I mean, let's talk about uh, your mods because was, those are some really cool ones. And uh, I mean, other than the main mod, are probably one of the bigger things I remember. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Josh is not good at keeping secrets, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't tell me anything, but (laughs) he kept hyping it. And at one point, I forget when, he's like, oh yeah, by the way, don't miss November. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. It's the kind of metagame you want to happen. Yeah, right. right. (laughs) But I mean, the Friday night, Nigel and I had a chat, which was cool. Mm. And, uh, that would cover probably the groundwork for that. And then, uh, when was the first thing that came out? Oh, Astrid came and uh, she had a calling of trance. And then while she was there, she told me I felt something pulling me as well. And she even added a little flavor that uh, as I played, because I was hearing the song in my head, the music was actually manifesting and making a trail for us to follow, which was really cool. And then we uh, showed up to Joe playing a new character and singing, which was awesome because I actually have never heard Joe sing. <laughs> that was the second mod. That was the second mod. Yeah, the first one you guys were... Oh, no, 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 you're right, you're right. You're he right. was sleeping. Oh, uh, <laughs> you so guys set out to, to get the temple... Right, right. Or the Norn the shrine. Music, the music trail was the first mod. Um, and we get to this... Um, was that in a cave, I believe? And... Uh, <laughs> we see these large, like, leech-like creatures. <laughs> which was pretty cool costuming, too. And it was this, like... Well, they're not attacking us, but they look kind of nasty. And... <laughs> most of us are like kind of waiting to see how it's going to play out <laughs> and then someone's like all right let's do something <laughs> it was playing. kevin he was just like why was kill him. call him out <laughs> uh, uh, no scared. go ahead call him out <laughs> Kevin's like, kevin we interviewed a few episodes ago he just starts wailing on these things <laughs> jeff comes out he's like whoa, whoa what are you doing <laughs> which believe me or not like that's how I saw that playing out. Like, 
I don't know what you call it, metagaming, knowing how the staff do things. Like, of course, these terrifying looking things are going to be our friends. <laughs> <laughs> and like the one time somebody's like, kill first, ask questions later. Yeah, <laughs> doesn't doesn't pay off. <laughs> yeah, the my favorite. Uh, I think my my favorite quote of the weekend was uh, Wolfgang is, "Oh, we're making friends to see nightmare demons now." <laughs> like he said that while I was uh, <laughs> marshalling, and I just died. <laughs> and that's the, the that was the the, the Tom Famir. Um and uh, Joe had conceptualized them. Joe and Pete, and then. Joe was running out of time doing so much. So Danny's like, I'll do the masks. So of course, spirit of delegation, she learns to me and she's like, well, you do the masks. So, <laughs> it's whatever. It happens. Danny likes to say my, my aesthetic is cute, creepy. She's like, everything you make is kind of creepy and ugly, but also kind of cute. So, yeah, totally. so I came up with this idea of these, like, just cause Joe originally thought of them as like the, um, like the tooth fairies from, uh, Hellboy. So, yeah. and um, so I was like, okay, well, what if their mouths were open? Because I had to me to make masks for these guys. So in my mind, like, if we just showed them like with the cute faces, like it's really not gonna like convey. So that's why we had them their backs turned, kind of acting all cutesy, and then turn around with their mouths all crazy like. Um, mm, I think I missed that reveal, but that's cool. One of the things, uh, it was kind of like one of like the, the brain mouths is Valerie sees me making them and she's like, these look really cool under black light. I'm like, yes, mm. they would. And I think the, <laughs> I think so. call. Yeah, I think the black light really worked out. So last minute, we thought the eyes were going to glow, but they, the, apparently that type of yellow paint just wasn't glowing. So Joe actually had um, cut out the white, white duct tape for the eyes last moment to make the yeah. eyes glow with them. So it all worked out really well, and I think it, it definitely creeped you guys out. Uh, yeah, and that was uh, our most of our full time NPCs, um, like Squirrel, and I. I'm sorry, I can't remember the other two, but maybe since they're kind of younger, I shouldn't mention their names uh, anyway. <laughs> was Felicia one of them? And yeah, and then yeah, Felicia. Yeah, that's a. And so. You know, they did an awesome job. Like when you guys uh, came in, they were just kind of mm-hmm. like banging on the bones or whatever. And you guys are like, what the hell is going on? That's pretty <laughs> cool. <laughs> and um, yeah. when I'm like, <laughs> I made their names up like on the spot because we didn't yeah, talk I about it before. I think it was like femur, um, bonehead. I can't remember. Marrow. Yeah, marrow or something. Marrow and digit. Yeah. Digit, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, they were super. That was super cool, and they rolled with it really well. And that jam session was awesome. They'd all bang on the bones, and you guys yeah. were like rocking out with them. Mm-hmm. And then, like the undead came in, you guys were fighting the undead with these little creepy fairy creatures who uh, had this basically ability to just like absorb limb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just basically just ate it clean off the <laughs> nice. off the monster, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I lucked out because I had gone back to the cabin to like change my socks and boots and stuff. And I ran into you guys on the way there. And I was like, oh, are you guys there? They're like, yeah, you go. I was, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was really glad I went because it was really cool. And then, uh, you know, there was more later and stuff. And I was playing my, you know, Wishling scholar who's always interested in like mm-hmm. seeing new things and meeting things. So I was like getting right up in their face, like, drawn sketches of them <laughs> that's awesome I'm like, yeah, that's it was really cool like, to see. someone's like don't get your mouth near that i'm like 
<laughs> oh, you're like picking on their teeth. Like, how yeah. big are they? Let me measure them with yeah. like my ruler. And <laughs> that, yeah, I, I like that character. It's really cool. Yeah, that character's awesome. Uh, that mod, I think, just had like everything. It had like fighting. It had some role play to it. And it was just a little condensed mod that we threw out. That, but I think it really kind of showed a lot of our strengths. You know, like like it had it had that like community with or the music stuff and like the the fighting with the skeletons and then the deep lore that Joe was throwing out there. It just all seemed to be just like yeah, it's, you seldom do you point at a mod and say this is Frontier Dawn, and I think that's one of the mods you could honestly point at and say, looking back, yeah, this is Frontier Dawn. Yeah. Um, a little cute, yeah. a little quirky, a little creepy. Yeah, musical, the musically yeah. inclined. Yeah, lights. Yeah, one <laughs> one of the things. Yeah, and oh, and, and black helmet for the first time. The, yeah, the Selmanari skull that I was yep. like just staring at the whole time, like holy shit. <laughs> high craft, yep, high crafted. You mm. know, and then uh, then actually we were we did a hike, an eight mile hike with a uh, Jen and um, John Brody, and Jen said something really awesome. She was like, "You guys have a thing. Your thing is like you know the the black lights." And I was like, "Is that a bad thing?" She's like, "No, it's awesome. The way you guys you know you are able to utilize." you know, the black lights to convey stuff. Cause there's a lot of times people miss subtleties in the darkness mm-hmm. of makeup when you do it. And the way you guys utilize that, that black light really helps catch that stuff. So yeah. that was and another looking- aspect of the salad Bernari that I put a lot of whites and stuff like on that. So in case we did do it at night and the glow in the dark stuff didn't show up, <laughs> I made sure there was a bunch of white on it. So the black light would show up on it. And the whole sure. thing was kind of white, but we didn't even have it in the dark. No. I know. <laughs> I'll get over it. But the, <laughs> eventually september right that was the uh orc event right yeah and, and uh jake's character was completely black lit i believe or at least you know really stood out in the dark like you could see him playing his day out in the dark and that was super cool that was kind of like so we wanted him to look like hieroglyphics at first we were like how are we going to make this look like and do a transition because originally he was supposed to just go back to wall and touch it and then we kind of all go like well let's let's have him like jump out of the darkness and I think it's really good. Good job with that. God, that fight. I know. That, awesome. that might be probably one of my, if not the highlight of the year. But anyway. <laughs> um, so just watching that mod, like I was kind of like, like it was very emotional for me because like every time there's music, it's just awesome. And everyone was joining in. Like mm-hmm. not, not just, you know, because you usually have Evan playing his drums, but literally everyone was like joining in with those little creatures. Yeah, and clapping then, and dancing and stuff. Stomping. Yeah. And then for, I, I kind of cried a little bit because after the mod, Joe turns to me, he's like, you know, you did a great, you said you did a better job of portraying those things than I would have done, uh-huh. which I don't know if, which really made me feel great. Cause I, like I was really sweating cause I want to make him look good for him, you know, for his vision. And, uh, you know, I, I know, uh, I don't know, it made me feel good. So nice. yeah, I think we all Probably strive good, for, right? yeah, I think we all strive to like, you know, um, we want, you know, I want, and I think all of the staff wants uh, to to uh, impress, you know, each other. You know. Definitely, that's good. Want to see each other's vision come to life, right? Yeah, you want to honor their work and right do it justice. Yeah, because there's, you know, there's a lot of work going into it. Oh, um, yeah. a lot of passion and creativity and whatnot fueling it. So, and it's hard for someone to take that and then put it in someone else's hands and be like. Here's this thing I work super hard at. Yeah. Please don't fuck it up. <laughs> yep. Please don't ruin it. Might be a nice way to put it. It's kind of funny because it was the first. It wasn't the first place we like 
did the lore the way we did it. Because like with all the places that players have been through throughout this year, we've written lore, but like I kind of when I when we started when me and Pete started to work on the lore. I was like, man, you know, I really want this place to feel like alive, like that there were things here. Mm-hmm. And then we'd start talking about, you know, I think uh, there is a pl- there was a player comment like we're going south and there's like snow down there. And I was like, OK, if they don't think it makes sense, then sort of like it kind of turned into this idea of like, well, the place wasn't always, you know, frozen tundra like it's become that way. And a lot of that like built into like different aspects of like the lore of that place and all these creatures. And, you know, I hinted on that mod with the Tonfamir and they have another name, like their original name that like, I want the players to discover just like they discovered the Salabernari's original name was the Ichthanir, you know, kind of laid them laid down for them. Like the idea that this place was like corrupted and everything was kind of like laid to waste and all the life and beauty of it was like, kind of like sucked out. Mm-hmm. And that was like, you know, by this like creature called the Salabernari. So like when players like, I think, hopefully when players like saw that thing and they were like, holy shit, that's the thing that sucked the life at this place, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. <laughs> sure. Yeah, um, definitely looking back on it, I I think I picked all that up. <laughs> yeah. So I was a little easier. I think it was a little there were a little less people on that mod because it was mm-hmm. like, oh, we're gonna go to the to the witch's house and see what's up there it wasn't as important as like saving the armory (laughs) (laughs) well no something i was gonna say earlier is you're talking about like the lore and the story and stuff like uh, it's interesting like it is like probably a smaller group on something like that um but then to them take that and disperse it among the town is it's kind of hit or miss um or again that telephone game of like <laughs> what was that thing called or how do you pronounce it or <laughs> like i've probably spent a lot of time this weekend between uh christina's character and rob's character like <laughs> recalling what the name of those things were because they were really interested in it i'm like i think it was this and then i think later joe and gamer corrected me <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was like i think three or four names um yeah and that was the thing like anyway that's fine i used I used a lot of like Norse mythology. That's what all of our Alfar, like the Dukafar, the Jusafar, the Svartafar, they're all based on Norse mythology with our own like little twist on it. Um, with things that like, you know, other staff members have added to it. So like all of the names of all the creatures in that place are all like no are all like actually like Icelandic or Norse names <clears throat> that I that I found or whatever. Yeah, they're like complicated and hard to remember and know how to spell, but I sure, and not as there's familiar, like, at least yeah, to us it's like Greek or Roman, yeah, that you tend mm-hmm. to know a lot of for whatever reason, uh, <laughs> or like European uh, that are much more common. But I think it's like because cool, it gives odd... it a little flavor taste to it. Oh yeah, absolutely, so. and I think it gives like the oddity of the names. Like it's kind of like. This mm-hmm. is not what you're familiar with, you know. Right. Like if I would have just called them like little tooth fairies, like people would have been like, "Oh, tooth fairies," and then have like an idea of what a tooth fairy is mm. in their head, even though sure. they weren't really exactly. tooth fairies. I wanted but, the uh, nickname Bone Sucker to catch on, and didn't really. Ah <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, well. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess we can talk about part two if if everyone wants to go on that. <laughs> 
Yeah, or correctly. main mod than that, or we can just skip ahead. Or uh, I think main mod's kind of crucial on that mod. <laughs> yeah, main mod's pretty crucial. I mean, there was just like some shout outs. Um, Zach did a really good job, I thought, of the uh, the ice troll, the Jotun yeah. mob. That was fun, even though that was like that had to be the most rain I've ever been in in my life. <laughs> <laughs> like I threw packets and I'm like, well, that packet's gone forever. <laughs> I didn't even bother. I ran out of packets. I'm like, I'm done. Like, <laughs> I'm not Run picking away. up those packets. No. <laughs> they're they're mush now. Uh, but I, I, Evan and I talked about it for a while. Uh, that fight was 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 tough. Um, but I thought he did a pretty good job of conveying the ferocity of those things and the the power it had gotten from the evil forces or whatever. I thought that was cool. Nice. So just a little shout out. Cool. Yeah, Zach was, didn't want hard. I thought I was going to shut him down for a while, but it turned out he was also a spirit user. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and he resisted everything I threw at him. <laughs> oh, shoot. Because yeah. uh, yeah. I remember, I always forget I have an ability to silence as long as I play with the ability outperform. And I often forget to use it. And I remember right away, and he's like, Willpower. I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> That's the one you finished with. <laughs> right, yeah. Maybe. Well, yeah, that was my actually my takeaway. Like, but... <laughs> yeah. Throw some smaller stuff first. <laughs> use all this defenses, then, then go back. We'll figure it out. Your three season finale will be better. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, and then we had an awesome dinner prepared in crock pots because uh, <laughs> Brittany did a good job uh, oh, she such a great working job. with what trooper. she had. Uh, it was delicious. And then yeah, there were some jam sessions. Was to use that kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is whatever. I mean, like, I think the crock, pot, the crock pots actually work out like really well. Yeah. And, um, everything tasted like amazing. And yeah. I went in there early to try and like um because like parker i guess from like he stayed up to like four o'clock in the morning like the night before so he pretty much like slept until right before feast (laughs) (laughs) so we went and got him and like we came back and like yeah she let him eat first because he had eaten all day um just gave him gave him a little something to eat so like you know hold him over or whatever in his defense, it's like his we, second LARP event ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, really. And it was the first time he ever played like any kind of like NPC role. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, always walking fun. in uh, there, like the smell yeah. just hit you and I was like, Oh man, yeah. I, I need to eat now. I, and I still and I had to wait. <laughs> I think Brittany does a good job of planning the feast around the theme of the event too, because it felt like oh, the horse would eat, you know, like ham. Mm-hmm. And like you know, the mushroom soup, like in the bread, the cheese, I think is is perfect. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, again, to call her out, Christina, she <laughs> was loving that soup. <laughs> Became this like running joke how much soup she was eating. <laughs> and yeah, then, then we waited around for the awesome main mod, which I believe was a. Uh, it was not intended to be run in. <laughs> no, the inn. no. So that was a field mod. That was supposed to be a field mod. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we obviously weren't going to send you guys out in the cold rain. Oh, I would from... I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Joe would have, yeah. Joe would have. And this wasn't rain. This was rain. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it was, it was rain. It was, was sprinkles. Yeah. Not too bad. 
I mean, it looked awesome outside because, like, yeah, if we would have started on one end of the field, you couldn't see anybody on the other end of the field because of the the kind of mist and fog that was like settled around like where we were the whole event. That was so cool. Yeah, which kind of led to the whole the mists are all around you thing with the Janja, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that was cool. Which is just awesome. Getting hyped for that, you know. Like I said, I only played NPC. I don't. I don't normally play a main mod boss, and usually when I do, it's it, you know it's, it's the last time you ever will. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Usually when I do, you know it's 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 something pretty, you know some something that you know I'm, I I want to do justice, so I always like really like focus the the day before and like try to get that in headspace because yeah, okay. I always want to do it well. So preparing for that was like, all right, like I was real chill. And my, my wife kept commenting, Danny, as she was like doing my makeup, she was like, hey, you're super chill. Like, are you, are you ready for this? I was like, oh, yeah, I'm ready for this. She's like, are you sure? She's like, you're about to fall asleep. I was like, no, I'm serving my energy. And then I just you know, let it all explode all at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was right insane. In face. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest of them, too. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, insane, man. <laughs> I mean, Jake and I both, uh, Jake was just awesome. And uh, I don't know, I think it was just a great, it was just, it was cool. It was, I, people were scared. Like, so you're always afraid when you play a main mod boss, the player's going to be like, all right, we got this, you know? Like there's, there's always that. Josh, that has never happened in Frontier Dawn, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but go there's, on. There's always that fear that like, you're not as scary as you think you are, mm-hmm. you know? Okay. Especially when you're a short guy like me that's supposed to play a giant. Yeah, I'm supposed to be, play, be playing a troll. And like, so I'm like, I'm going to go out there and be like, rawr. And they're going to be like, oh, it's Josh. High fives all around. So, like, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I think that does a uh, credit to what the atmosphere you guys, you know, uh, mm-hmm. put us in. Like, we don't see you and say, oh, it's Josh. We say, oh my God, that thing is going to fucking kill us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with yeah. the costumes, the makeup. I had like three levels layers of shoulder pads on underneath. <laughs> and I, like no neck. underestimate the shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> and they had a really good um like from what I remember, uh Pete showed up, he's like, All right, we're gonna go back to this temple or something. Uh, <laughs> and that's so it, you know, was why we went back over. And it was like at first like just some skeletons were popping in from the one door. And they were going down pretty easy, you know, one or two hits. Uh, <laughs> and it was like the perfect like dichotomy of like these little skeletons popping in to like both the mod bosses just like crashing through the door like. Was, was, like I've told the story a couple of times. It was the first time I was like, nope, <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, fuck. Because <laughs> Jake was wearing that thing and he's what? I don't know, six four or six five or something. He's a tall dude, and then he had this mask over top of him, and he's like boffers and screaming. I don't even know if sorry, Josh, I didn't even know if he noticed you at first. No, that's totally <laughs> fine. And it was, was good. It worked out because he slid in. Everybody was like, Oh my gosh, Jake in that costume. And he let out this like shr- like horse shrill oh, that yeah. he kind of like came up with by accident. And he just like did it the whole <laughs> he time he was fighting. It was so fucking creepy. It was perfect. Yeah. And then Josh, like I was even I was like focused on him. And then Josh just comes up to me like <laughs> just like slams me with his bopper. And I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. This is maybe just me, but like 
Josh does such a good job with the role play parts uh, oh, yeah. and playing these parts and doing these, you know, great characters with accents and motivations or whatever that to see him fighting like really through for me for a loop like that. He was just wrecking people. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> and he can fight. Oh, no. Yeah. seriously, <laughs> We're all going like to die. Yeah. Just building it all up. And let it out on this one. Boss. <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, to paint a picture for those who weren't there. <laughs> We're fighting skeletons. We're in this temple. <laughs> the Selbanar, the corrupted Selbanari. Is that what we would call it? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, <laughs> he comes rushing through, which is like this kind of, you know, undead unicorn, for lack of a better way to describe it, with like a couple extra faces on the side, <laughs> skulls throughout, and like I said, big dude screaming, uh, and he's just wrecking people. And then Josh comes in. He's an ice troll, correct? More or yep. less the the uh, Jotun. Yep. Uh, and you were like you were the king, right? The yep, Jotun king. Jotun yeah. King. And so he was no one to fuck with, <laughs> more <laughs> or less, uh, with a big old polearm axe looking thing. And this happens every time. Doesn't matter how ready we are, <laughs> how many ideas or strategies we got shit just hits the wall and people <laughs> just scramble and like healers are like who can I heal <laughs> it was it just erupted in the fucking chaos <laughs> yeah yeah. which is funny for me like side note like you know I'm playing my one of my alt who I really like but he's kind of more of a role play <laughs> crafting character but at least I gave him a bow and arrow <laughs> <laughs> so I, I have like no skills I can do <laughs> I always love the energy of main because it's always reminds me of like the old punk shows I used to, oh, to do, yeah. you know, as a kid, you know, it's like, it's got that energy yeah. to it. There's this pure chaos and everyone's just, just going, you know, it's like, it, it it's great. <laughs> it's, it's awesome to be part of. I mean, playing in main mod always felt that way as a player. And then as, you know, as from the staff and as an NPC, it's, it's always, always an NPC. You know, everyone always builds up to it. You know, it's going to happen, and then it happens. It's like waiting for a crescendo in a pit or something, <laughs> and then, uh, and then it ends, and everyone's just kind of quiet, and like you're just counting, like, oh, who's left? <laughs> it's counting the bodies. It was cool. It was cool. I thought we might not win, to be honest. At one point, <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. getting pretty hairy out there. <laughs> uh, nobody was listening to the blind guy. That's what I was going to say earlier. <laughs> I was like. They were the skeletons were coming in from the one door, and then they came from the other door. And as soon as like I saw them come in, I yelled like, "Back to back!" <laughs> you know, form like form a circle, like back to back, and like nobody listened. Like everybody was just like, "Ah, how about clusterfuck?" <laughs> and just fucking everybody was just running, trying to avoid getting murdered. Um, <laughs> it still worked out. <laughs> yeah, it was it was cool. What did uh, so? Evan, you took a death on that that one, right? This is my third death, actually. Um, oh, and it, I found out later this that was a really inconvenient time for talk or for Neptune to die for right. af- when uh, the main mod ended. Yep. So so after main mod, obviously we all know that it was you know, super intense, and uh, the Jotun King was defeated, and Celebrinari was freed, and uh, Brittany did an awesome job of playing the the spear of Celebrinari that came out. Um, and a shout out to uh, Spencer who just screamed in my face, like pretty much tackled me down and cut off my character, you know, the Jotun King's head. Super intense. 
<laughs> very <laughs> intense. It's such a great job. Awesome dwarf role play. And then, you know, following up Brittany coming out, super neat to watch that happen. Yeah, everyone kind of took to that. I think it was pretty, pretty well. It was really cool how the people reacted to it because she did an awesome job with the role play with that. Yeah. And then, then that led, I believe, to your next mod. <laughs> yeah. So the skull of the Solbanari radiated with uh, fragments of the world song, which is Neptune's old deal he's real into. It was kind of a bummer that when I first interacted with it, there weren't any staff around to tell me what was going on, you know, what I was experiencing. But um, eventually I got the whole story. And then uh, Tiffany came out as uh, Septima, um, Neptune's sister in game. He was also uh, like a bard. She touched the. the skull and it was the world songs like she said was screaming at her and that led us uh to the uh to joe again who was singing this time <laughs> playing beautifully <laughs> playing and singing which is cool yeah and well yeah i just want to say like that was a really cool moment like it felt yeah. like the perfect kind of epilogue to that huge event and that, that fight and just like walking up, hearing that music, like as you got closer and closer, was was super cool. So you guys did a good job of setting that up. Thanks, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, sounded, it sounded awesome. It looked awesome. It was very thematic. And, and it then, was cool that we'd been there before, and like this guy showed up again at the end. I don't know. It felt very. I don't know. I don't even know the words. <laughs> full circle. Yeah, yeah, full circle. Um, you know, like the pros that make the movies and stuff, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's some great storytelling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we're all hey, standing man. there listening, and we may have started to talk to Joe. <laughs> and Brittany <laughs> shows up as the spirit again, like out of fucking thin air. Like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where she came from. <laughs> Scared the crap out of me. <laughs> it was great because I was like, do you see her? And like, and everyone was like, "Who?" And they look over and they're like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> yeah, that was really cool. She played it off like I'm supposed to be here, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was glad that character was used for more than just the end of that main mod. Yeah, and then um, she showed us this uh, corrupted skull was actually a key to um, a cave where we were standing because we had all but just been drawn there. There was nothing else that we knew of at the, at the time. And so we went inside and there was a nest of, uh, dragonettes, which was pretty cool. <laughs> um, yeah. NPCs did a good job with that, by the way. They yeah. Little dragon puppets were super cool. Right. And they all seem to have like their own little personality, which was, which was a nice little touch. Yeah, but then there was an egg there, uh, which Neptune was drawn to, and the egg had chosen him to um, be its caretaker and like have its connection, which was super cool. And I actually did not see coming at all. <laughs> like, <laughs> as much as Josh can't keep a secret, he did not tell me this was happening <laughs> or even <laughs> indicate that it was going to happen. <laughs> 
Did you get the whole thing like it was underneath the moon, cascaded by the water? Like when you went up to it? Oh, yeah, yeah. All right, uh, cool. I did forget to mention the um, the vision I was granted earlier about the moon and the water that you had told me when we were the Hall of the Five Nations, I think. Yep, yep. It's yeah. funny because I didn't know anything about that as my Scald character, and you told me that. And I'm like, the character like sees visions, and I was like... This dude takes more acid than I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, Evan has this ability that's like once per event he can like ask and like it's like a vision kind of that like leads him. I think it might be like once per day or something. Anyway, it's a certain amount of times he can and he gets like glimpses of yeah. uh, of you know of 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 the way things are are going to be through the world song and they're supposed to be cryptic. So I told him this vision of like Vlad is supposed to tell him what happens next. (laughs) (laughs) Cryptically. Um, So kind of like lead him to it. And it usually has something to do with the world song or some, or something that would be intricate to it. And uh, I had this, this, this glowing moon orb, like I told you guys earlier. And then I had a project. I made this, this uh, projection of shimmering water, which I had um, on the uh, side of the side of the room. And, uh, the dragonette nest underneath of it. Yeah, everyone thinks cacophony is my favorite ability, but that that's uh, listening to the world song is actually my favorite one that I like to use. He always has this, this like shitty and grim whenever he comes up to me, like and asks me. He's like, "Josh, I'm gonna use that ability." I'm like, "All right, fucker, here we go." Because, and he, I don't know if he does it on purpose, because like he, he, he never does it. He never does it at the same point of time. So you know how like when most players have an ability like that, like, they'll either do it like the event. Yeah, the beginning <laughs> of the event, after the event, before the like they'll do it like a middle event. No, no. Evan will like either do it like one event, he'll do it like Friday night. The other event he'll do it like Saturday night. One event he'll do it Saturday morning. I think he does it just to like, keep Fine. me on my toes. But like <laughs> but, too much credit. Yeah, he's, he's laughing. I think it'll be useful. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do it when I think Neptune wants to find more ability. More info. <laughs> yeah, it's it's always funny because he's always like, Josh, I'm doing it. And I'm like, all right, let's <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> but Seems that like particular most of the stories he tells me it's Pat who he's talking to when he uses uh, it. He's, yeah, I guess that's true, yeah. He has used it on me a few times, but yeah. Um but this time like I I had had it prepared because mm. uh you know there was right. definitely a clear cut, you know. This is what he's gonna find. This is where he wants to go. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was kind of cool to have the two aspects of my character. Like he's a wormkin and a Sonus user, and both of those were both like uh, integral to what was going on right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like I have this. We can do shitting and greens too. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll pitch you once we'll see the uh, video of this. Yeah, and uh, there are a number of um, characters in town that are really interested in this uh, Dragonfalls that we're going to to help um, revive the or to purify the Celebrinari. So I'm excited to find out where that's headed. Are you guys like making it so that Evan has to go to the next event? <laughs> uh, We're gonna make him wait. 
<laughs> uh, maybe we'll do it Saturday morning. Maybe we'll do it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, yeah, we really haven't. Like, it's definitely a big thing we want to do next year. Yeah. Um, I don't know, and we can't really give anything away because we really haven't yeah. talked about it. Sure. But I know, in my opinion, and from what I've talked to Tiff and and Josh about it, and and Pat as well, because um, it's kind of Tiff's baby. Um, <laughs> We really want it to be a fucking huge deal. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited. Part of that. I think yeah. I think that question kind of leads on the second part you guys wanted to hit on is what if we have anything really, or plan next or how we plan for these things. And I think you know one of the things we do is one of my favorite things is we do something called a plot shut in every year, where yeah. we all get together. You know, there's usually a bunch of beer. And uh, and we we plot out the whole year from start to finish, and we kind of have like a rough outline. Basically, these are the plots we want to hit. You know, these are the main monsters we want to make. These are the main mob bosses that are going to come out. Pretty much, most of the events are plotted out. With room left for like, if you guys do certain things, then we'll change mm-hmm. here. So we don't we don't like have every mod uh, written, but we at least have an idea of how we want the main mods to go. Or at least, you know, what main mob boss is going to be on those mods and what lore we're going to put out for those events. Yeah, it gives us a structure to work with. And then if it's a player or players, like, do something to kind of change the flow of something, we can we can adjust it. Like, we'll still do it, like, the same event we plan to do it, but, like, we can adjust, like, the story a little mm-hmm. bit to yeah. anything that the players have done to kind of change the flow of, like, the story in any way. Mm-hmm. So I have a couple of questions. Sure. <laughs> uh, is that something you guys picked up from another game or you just thought, hey, we should have this like hyper focused time of preparing before we start? You know what I'm saying? Like, where'd you get that idea for like a shut in kind of style? That was, that was year? honestly something we we did for for us, really. I think I think that I we might have heard like other games do it. But I mean, really, that that kind of preparedness uh games that i was staffed at we really didn't quite have which i think is why we wanted to have this we wanted everyone to be on the same page um we wanted everyone to be a part of the planning process for the year yeah and um you know we wanted we wanted to know where we're headed because i think that's important when running you know something this 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 big it's epic yeah it's (laughs) epic nice and there's definitely like I, I mean I can give examples like the Oculosis was not necessarily like a planned thing. Um, that wasn't the idea for that event, but it became it through what the players did or didn't do, so to speak. <laughs> quotes. Air quotes. Um, to kind of create that. And then there's other things like the you know that happen like the side things that we leave the room for like. I'm mostly just speaking from my perspective, but like the cheese golem, um, <laughs> which sort of hinted at like what had happened to like the yum nums and like how they became the way they are and different stuff like that. So, but that was all based on like how the players like really like took Josh's like awesome lore and brought it to life and had like the cheese hour or whatever you know, high cheese is what they call it. Yeah. <laughs> But then it was like they left the cheese out, and then we were like, "Hmm, how can we kind of like play a joke on them and 
and sort of like <laughs> do this and that with it like so we just had like players kind of like pseudo like like i'm stealing this cheese <laughs> you're watching me do it and but like not actually take it or whatever so it's mm. just a way to kind of like get them to be like aware <laughs> sure and um, just great like like you're saying plot paying attention to what's going on um taking cues from things and yeah. and making it like make sense it's not just like you know what's the word not force fed but like well that's what we're gonna say whether it makes sense or not you know like it, it all flows and it all works i think really well again from just my own perspective but now my second question <laughs> looking back on maybe your last shut in how closely do you think it followed that kind of outline or map or uh how much you prepared before the year started to like where we are now i think we pretty much achieved everything we wanted to achieve i think we achieved a little bit more um the okay. very very first like when we plotted out how we want the years to go because we actually did that too so believe it or not we even have like every year we plot out things we wanted to do so we, we kind of were moved back the year from the first year we decided there was more we wanted to do the second year uh so there's there was a lot more lore that was supposed to be dropped off from the second year but we knew that coming into this year like this we all reached that shut and we we're like all right well we want to do more of of x so we're going to do more of x and then push that plot line up another year okay uh, which you know is cool because it just leaves us you know, more years to do more more uh, more of that stuff we are don't ever stop yeah <laughs> so so i think for what we had going into this year we we we, we kind of learned our lesson from first year so we, we knew okay you know, we kind of knew where where we could what we could handle, and uh, sure. I think we handled it really, really well. I don't yeah, know. I agree. Um, but just let you guys know, there was stuff that was supposed to happen second year that hasn't happened yet, so uh, that will happen. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of you guys' actions the first year and how the first year went, as far as like, you know, the exploration goes. I think we just wanted to give you guys more time to explore the world. Mm. Um, because there's sure. so much of it left to explore, and uh, I think next year there's going to be a little bit more exploration. Yeah, a lot of exploration. Gonna, yeah, nice. I don't know how we're going to facilitate it, but <laughs> <laughs> this year we definitely set the stage of like we revealed like kind of like all the locations. Mm. Well, not all of them. <laughs> well, maybe four locations. Or... Um, the major cities. But like Whatever. we revealed a lot of locations that we want players mm. to be able to go back to and to travel to and and how we tackle that next year is probably gonna be a huge feat for us to do. But yeah. um we definitely want the players to feel like like we went to those places and you know, you kicked ass, you took names, and now those places are sort of like you have the ability to go there. Um, there will be things to do there and other things to accomplish while you're there, obviously. Like, mm. um, but sure. like, yeah. we want you to like explore that place and really kind of discover those things. And that was on the, on the cusp of like planning the last event of this year and thinking about how we really want to like bring that place to life and all the different, like the storylines of like all the different people, like we only met like 
as far as like that region is, you only met like the Nisser, like which are like a race of humans that lived in the south, and like you met the Anun, but like you didn't really get to learn too much about them and the Kapara when you went to the desert. And, you know, like the Red Orcs, like you met like their king and interacted with some of their people, but like you didn't really get the full sure. interaction with like how that culture is. You sort of just like you were being, you were so busy being heroes that like I think. <laughs> you got you know time, I mean? nothing else. Like, yeah, I think I, I'd really like to see, just me personally, I'm not saying it's going to happen, so don't take it this way, but I'd really like to see like a step back and like just kind of like mull about in the world and just kind of like take your time, like discovering everything there is about everything. I mean, even with like the swamps, like you met the water, but you know nothing about them. And like, you know, you know more like you met the water even earlier, (laughs) like in the game, so to speak, like, but those those masks are great because you can't see the person's face. So you could play 20 different frogs and you just change the color of the mask and just have a different voice. When's that character player race unlocked? (laughs) <laughs> you want to play always, a one? I've always liked frog races. I don't know. Um, but yeah, that was like that was me and Josh's like brainchild. It was just a goofy yeah. thing that we were messing around with, and then like we were like, I was like, we're bringing them in the game, and Josh was like, what? <laughs> and then Josh, I made the, you don't know everything. <laughs> well, yeah, it was kind of like a fluke, and then I made the mask and I showed everybody and like how it worked and everything like that, and you couldn't see the face, but I could see through it and whatever, and everybody kind of thought that was like really cool. So then we kind of went from there with it so there's so many different things to like bring to life in all those different places and you guys are like already well along the way to like exploring the swamp with everything that's going on with like the uh mansquitos (laughs) (laughs) wait for josh to be like Uh, the zoll clicks the zoll clicks oh man i actually forgot the name i'm sorry (laughs) oh i knew the name that was a highlight of the year watching Gaius, Josh's character, talk about that. He was like looking at all of us, like it pains me to say, but Mansquito. <laughs> I got the essence of that character. Uh, good one. Anyway, yeah, no, that's awesome. I guess in the back of my mind, it's like, how do you even pull that off or <laughs> facilitate that? Like, because you can see it a lot of ways. Like, obviously, you can only do so much in a weekend or you know prepare so much um but are there other things that you can do or want to do or have time to do you know as far as the forums or like not fan fiction but like (laughs) writing these stories or have people involved in things out of game but in game you know what i mean because even thinking like personally my character tucknarum is an orc he would love to check out more of that orc that orc culture there um and even thinking about like if i can't make it to events maybe that's the in-game ex- explanation tucknar is hanging out with these orcs and what would he learn what would he experience how does that information disseminated i think the hex map plays a big part in that you know sure. exploration so that you guys to physically see you know you're going up to places and you know there are things that could trigger by going to hex map um it's happened a few times you know you go in certain um, hex map tiles and then the beginning of that month then the following month you know you'll have like a little mod which is like our in-between game action for this don't play frontier done yeah and uh allows us to really put that lore and to put you know, certain things out there you guys can kind of uh little easter eggs you guys can can follow and uh, as far as like other things kind of like 
you know, throughout these months, things that we want to do. Like I've always wanted to obviously want to make the hex map more interactive. It's always in my head. And I'm sure we'll get to that point eventually. You know, I, in my mind, I see this awesome HTML5, you know, composition of a hex map. Sure. But uh, right now, I'm just kind of just working with. I'm I'm getting there. It's, it's yeah, we even we even talked about it being a game at some point, like a yeah. phone game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'll back that. I'll back that on Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of ambition <laughs> flying around for sure, for sure. But yeah, that's definitely something we thought yeah, thought about. Is like getting like a like you can basically like like play this little phone game and then for your character get like resources. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a fan. <laughs> I like um, it. Another thing I w- I want to do is you know or I plot right or lore or whatever maybe. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, I want to do a. a just a version of our rules that's a tabletop so that people, you know, like maybe mm. our players, you know, who want to take our world we made can, you know, play that, you know, play like in the old kingdoms. So mm. like all, everything would happen like in the old kingdoms. Um, so, you know, you're like a wishling in Forbidden Woad or, you know, or like you're, you're traveling across because we already have that established map that, you know, Felicia did an awesome job making, spent so much time, you know, looking look cool. And, and we, we, we talked about, that really can allow people to kind of explore that world in their own little in their own head, you know. If you think about it, it, it you know it, it is like a, already a pre-made campaign. I mean, every city you go to is on the map, sure. you know, and things like yeah. that. So maybe this is naive, but <laughs> how hard is it to take what you've already established and convert it to like a D twenty system or something that? Yeah, it's not really. So play I, in their it, kitchen or whatever. You're wrong. You're right. I mean, every time I think about it, I'm, I just tell myself, Josh, this is already done. You just have to put rules to it. <laughs> Like you literally just have to find rules that even make sense. Like you don't have to make my own rules. Like yeah, like a right, yeah, like a five E version would probably be the best bet. Everyone knows it, but it mm-hmm. would just be you know finding ways to equate that. You know, like say hey, this is these are these guys, these are these guys. So that'll happen eventually. This is a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's a whole other <laughs> podcast. Yeah, we've been talking about doing like uh, a game where we would play and kind of like play out what was happening in the old world and then give updated information. Mm, but lofty think... dreams, lofty dreams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely heard that. You guys have. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that was on a podcast or just through chat, but I've heard that. Yeah. I think that was on the chat that, uh, me and Felicia Ron, I talked about that as we talked about the original conception of like the hex map and the hex actions and how we wanted that to like work. Mm-hmm. And then now, like that, everybody on staff is like given their input. It's like become an even more awesome thing than originally contrived. Like it's probably a, cool. a ridiculous chore that <laughs> Tiff has to do between events. Sorry, Tiff. <laughs> Sweet. Whew. Well, that was a lot. <laughs> Did we cover all the mods? No. Um, I don't think we did. We we covered the ones that we were on. (laughs) I feel bad if we covered ones that like I wasn't on, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, this happened." Like, (laughs) 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 it was a really cool uh, for a last minute thing. Like when I came back, like I was like singing, and like I was rudely interrupted (laughs) while I was following the world song. No, (laughs) Um, (laughs) but when we walked back to uh, the the inn or whatever it was cool to like sit down and play and like it definitely inspired me 
um, to want to, I think we were just, we were just talking today, um, you know, with, with Courtney, um, about doing songs and, you know, we haven't even talked about like what the one day event might be for this year, but I was like, I'll talk to staff and we know maybe we'll, can, we can do a theme around it to do some music or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that, that actually has me really excited. Courtney is one of our best set pieces. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she is, she really does bring the immersion. Um, yeah, every she time does. she shows up, it's amazing because it just fills that in with so much song. Um, I've honestly always felt weird about like fake in music because like mm. it does bring an atmosphere, but it's also like where are the minstrels actually coming from. Yeah. You know. Oh uh, sure. Like I I used to kind of run the in when we played in Fagline, and I I would joke that like my character like controlled them. So like every time, like I played like this, like half, like this, like lawful neutral gnome, I guess. I don't know. He was chaotic neutral. He just, he just wasn't, he wasn't a great guy. All players are chaotic neutral. But like, he would like, he would like say that like, he basically had them as indentured servants. Like he'd be like, like the, like the music would stop. Like, Oh, I have to beat them again to get them to go. Like, like, (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Hey, at least you kept it in game. Yeah, he was. He was Don't break my margin. Yeah. So uh, he's like, he's like, you know, be like, oh, well, guess can I whip him again? Keep him going, you know, like. <laughs> so, um, so it's really cool, like, to have that. Just it really makes the place feel like real in. You know, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With, with 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 him and Ed, with with her and Evan just jamming out, you know, all the time. It's it's great, and that's like really one of the things we want to do is really make music you know one of the key aspects of our game i mean that's why the world of songs a thing yeah yeah it's so important to us all and uh you know just seeing it perpetuate and keeping going and i like to say you know, the key to anybody's heart is good music and good food so i think we do a pretty good job of that choose the right nutshell yeah choose the right things to focus on awesome that was great uh always enjoy talking to you josh and joe and I guess Evan. <laughs> Just kidding. I uh, love talking about this game. It's been a lot of fun. It's been, uh, I don't know if I can be real. It's been a real bright spot in the last couple of years of my life and brought a lot of joy and, and fun and friends. So uh, it's great to talk about it and share these stories with everyone on the internet and uh, get more people involved. And Just appreciate it. Everyone's time is put into it, and I think that shows the uh, the amount of effort and passion and enjoyment for this. You know, it might seem silly to some people, but it's just a ton of fun and enriching and energizing for people to go out and have fun and play these characters and dive into something, whether it be the lore or the game or the music or the food or whatever. Just a huge thanks to staff and all the players of Frontier Dawn for being so cool <laughs> and uh, talking to us on our little podcast. So. No problem. That's all I'm saying. And more to come. Yeah. And uh, uh, even if we're not there in person, we'll be tracking along and hearing all the cool stories. So. <laughs> cool. Anything else we before we wrap up? Had to make sure we let people know. I think next year's just going to be even better. I mean, we have a we have a great camp next year. French Geek was awesome, but most we're going to be playing mostly at South Mountain YMCA. 
which is just you got wonderful facilities. You know, we're just we're growing. And uh, if you guys are, are really into an immersive uh, LARP with great food, great atmosphere, great music, and great people, come check out Frontier Dawn because uh, I think you'll be really impressed. Yeah, and also, always we always forget to mention we're we're a nonprofit raising money for for um, I guess I shouldn't say Hope Outline. Yeah, you can say the Hope oh, Outline. Oh, yeah, it is. I think we like we found like another one that was like, yeah. wait, this isn't the one we support, is it? And then it's like, no, that's not the one. It's this one. Yeah, there's two Hope Outlines. <laughs> yeah. One's yeah. super religious and, and is a nonprofit, a 503C. We can't really do that. But uh, at least our nonprofit, 503C, because um, we're an entertainment division. So yeah. um, that would just make the money for the Hope Line. And uh, then we have some awesome other E3PI stuff coming up. So please keep a look yeah, at that definitely. too. You know, never after and weird. Yeah, come play with us. Which I hate that we're on the wrong side of the state, but because <laughs> 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 I would love to play both those games. But cool. Well, thanks, Josh. Uh, it was great having you as um, you know a key staff member to come on and talk about the year and the event. Um, and we appreciate your support of the podcast and the stuff we're doing here. Um, He's a cool dude, so we like talking to you. (laughs) All right. You've been listening to 321 Leon Podcast, Next Level Nerds live action role play podcast. Visit nextlevelnerd.com, connect with us, see all of our shows where we nerd out about movies, nerd out about daredevil and television shows we nerd out about video games occasionally tabletop and of course we always nerd out about larping subscribe and find us anywhere we're on a google search hopefully itunes spotify youtube anywhere and uh, if you want to support us you can go to patreon or just tell a friend to check out our shows thanks for listening remember spread the word spread the nerd Do you guys know there's a turntable powered by Oreos? What? Uh, what? Yeah, I just posted on Facebook. It looks pretty weird. Where did you just say? Oreos is selling a turntable powered by cookies. Mm. That's it. We're done. Pinnacle yeah. of human existence. Yep. <laughs> <laughs>